What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Of course, Texas Sports Unfiltered is live until 5 o'clock this evening, and we've got plenty to talk about, including... The return of Quinn. That's right. Quinn Ewers will start for Texas on Saturday after missing the last two Longhorn games. We'll continue our preview of Texas TCU and discuss what Quinn's return means for the Longhorns' chances in Fort Worth tomorrow night. We will preview the biggest games around the college football and NFL worlds. We will speak with Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 and Texas Sports Unfiltered at 8.30. Of course, our man Lee Sterling will join us at 9.15 to give you his picks for the football weekend. A lot of football on this Friday morning. And, of course, we'll have some fun along the way as well. What's going on, Buck? It is a beautiful, a little breezy, a little cool this morning, but it's still a beautiful day in Central Texas. Enjoy this little bit of rain that we're having because it will go kind of throughout this weekend, even into early uh, next week till Monday, and then that'll be it for a while. But the temperatures will start to rise again. We'll be in the 70s next week, probably midweek or so. But it's cool this morning, man. It's cool. I got up and went outside, messed around with the dogs. It was damp and nasty. Ugh, messed around with the dogs. Yeah, just kind of, you know, do man-dog things, just kind of pet them on the head, you know. Give Easy. Them some treats this morning. <laughs> Easy, Aggie. Come Back on. up there, Aggie. I don't like Come hearing man-dog adventures, dude. I don't man like dog. that. Hey, that's, I love my dogs. I mean, even though they're one of them is a little crazy, I still love the dogs. You know, I love all my cats. I still got two cats I got to take care of in the morning, and it's, you know, it's neat to see them when they return. I mean, I raised those little kitty cats inside, and now they're outdoor mountain lions. I mean, they travel all over the place and do what they do, but they know when dinner time and breakfast time is – they're always there for breakfast and dinner. Of course. They're like people. They're like people. They know exactly when it's dinner time. <laughs> uh, look, I love my dogs too, but I'm not messing around with them like you are. So, <laughs> Just awful. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. We all appreciate that. And happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Amen. 248 years of service to all of us. Thank you. Veterans Weekend's been Veterans Week to all you veterans out there. Thank you for your service. We do appreciate it. We appreciate it each and every day. And buy a veteran a cup of coffee. That's there all they're looking for. Give them a handshake. Tell them you appreciate them. And that'd be it. That's all they look for. They don't look for anything more. But if you I do have it. a chance to take care of a veteran with a, with a gig, please do. Yep. Or some housing. Or something, or something special that you can do, and you you have the ways and means to do it. Do so. Hit them first. Hit them first for sure, because they're always thinking of you first. Absolutely, well said. Yep. Happy birthday to the Marines. Shout out to our man Wags, of course. Wags, yes. On staff at Texas Sports Unfiltered, and uh, yeah, to all the veterans out there, thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifices, and uh, yeah, thank you for your dedication to keeping us safe, man. It's uh, awesome. We really do appreciate Absolutely. it. And you guys uh, allow us to have our freedoms back home. We are the land of the free because of the brave. So thanks to uh, all of you brave men and women who have served our country over the years. And, of course, I know Veterans Day is about those who have served in the past. But shout out to our current 
military mm-hmm. as well. So well said, man. Yeah, great way to uh, great way to start, man. And I, I like that. Buy a vet a cup of coffee or a meal, or just say thank you. That's uh, that's all it takes, right there. Yeah, and there are a number of places that'll have you know free uh, free lunch today all around. Find out where it is if you're if you're a veteran. Go by there. People, I know you you appreciate them. They appreciate you, and they'd love to see you today. Yeah. Hey, speaking of cats, you said how you have cats that show sure. up at your door when they're looking for food. Yes. Uh, so one of my buddies, I'm going to a bachelor party this weekend down in New Braunfels. What a destination for that. Right? Oh, destination place. Nice. Yeah. A little worst fest action going there on go. this weekend for a guy who's been one of my best friends since like first grade. Uh, but one of my buddies is in town from St. Louis, right? Another guy I grew up with, went to high school with, who's also friends with the groom. And he he got in town last night pretty late. He probably showed up at my door at 11.15. I think his flight landed at 10.45 or something last night. And I uh, I open up the front door, like, to or I, I like open up the front door a little bit because my front door locks automatically at my place. It's probably for the best, but it's kind of annoying. So I open it just a little bit to, uh, to, you know, so I don't have to get up again to let him in. And right when I go up to open the door, I look outside. There's a cat right on my front porch mat inches away from being in my place. Oh, just waiting to get in? Dude, scared the absolute shit out of me, man. <laughs> like 11 at night, I open the door, there's a black cat just right there on the front porch mat. If I had, le- if I didn't react quick, that cat would have darted into my place and started running rough shot. Oh my God, oh, shit my- pissing all over the place. I have, I have no idea if it was a, you know, a stray cat. I have no idea if it was a neighbor's cat. Like I didn't have enough time to look to see if there were tags or anything like that. But dude, I uh, whoa, my heart skipped a couple of beats. I don't know seeing if cats do tags. I don't know if people tag cats. They just say, you know, that's just my cat Fifi or whatever. I mean, they don't. I don't. I mean, it's like walking a cat on a leash. You know what I'm saying? Now, do people do that? People walk cats on leashes these days? I don't think so. The cat just follows you. You don't mess with cats. You don't put harnesses around cats. They just do their own thing. If you yeah. go for a walk and they want to follow you, so be it. But they're only going to follow you so far, and then they're going to get distracted and go somewhere else. Right. Yeah, I feel like people put, like, you know, collars on cats with, like, a name tag. You know, like, if lost, please call this number kind of thing. Don't eat my cat. Right. Well, I wasn't planning on doing that. <laughs> I, I do uh, like Taco Bell, so there's a thought that maybe I am eating cat meat in those things. But Not like uh, eating a little cat. No. Oh, you're a fan of that, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that's my cat story of uh the day. Yeah. Not the cat didn't get in, got close though. No, it got close, got close, and then my buddy showed up like five minutes later, and the cat was like still close. Like you could see it from a distance, but it wasn't right outside my door, uh, like it was when I first opened my door. So whatever you do, don't feed it because once you start, that's it. Oh yeah, no, no chance. I'm not one of those people, right? I don't I don't need those. I <laughs> know. I mean, Kevin Dunn, God, he told that story back at the old place where there was like a raccoon that would show up on his yeah. like, front patio and he would just keep feeding that thing for like weeks and the raccoon would just show up. And then I think it got to the point where KD is like, all right, you know, this is getting ridiculous. I don't need a pet raccoon here. I'm going to maybe let this guy go do his own thing and figure out life on his own. Oh, no, he'll keep coming back, dude. He'll start, he'll start yeah. finding a way to get into that house. 
Yeah, exactly. He'll smell more food. It's like, why oh, you, oh, you just give me these breadcrumbs? I know you got a whole <laughs> Open up the refrigerator. Yeah, give me all those snacks, man. What's the deal? I thought we were boys. Come on, Come now. on, man. No, you don't mess with raccoons. I don't need those. I don't like them as neighbors or anything. Just get them out. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to everybody watching this morning. Hook them from Knoxville. How about that? Nice. Well, Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the fake UT. Uh, tuning in this morning. Shout out to everybody, Texas Football Live. Thank you for uh, coming in today. We appreciate y'all spending some of your Friday morning with us. Of course, if you're listening on the app, hit us up on the CODA text line, 512-222-9328. That's 512-222-9328. Shout out to our friends at Circuit of the Americas. Yes, sir. During our great text line. Buck, the big news surrounding the Texas Longhorns, return of the Quinn. That's right. Quintavious Ewers is back. Steve Sarkeesian held his weekly Thursday press conference yesterday, and he didn't waste any time during his opening statement. He dropped the news on us that, yes, Quinn will start tomorrow night. Here's Sark. Biggest thing to note now, uh, Quinn's going to start Saturday night, and, and we're obviously as a team excited about that. He's had a great week of practice. Um, you know, I feel very comfortable, uh, with his ability to, to operate the offense. Uh, I think he, his family, our medical team feel very good about, um, where he's at health wise. And so, uh, we're looking forward to having him back. I think we're very fortunate that Malik got those two starts under his belt. And so knowing, uh, in the future, if something, you know, Quinn wasn't able to go, that we've got a really quality backup that's won two ball games for us, one of which against a, a top 25 team, a really good defense. So uh, we're, we're fortunate in the position that we're in, um, but it'll great, it'd be great to have uh, number three back out there Saturday night. Yes, indeed. It certainly will be. I mean, you're down now you're down to stretch the championship play and every game is championship play when you're in the, in the position that Texas is in. So you want to have your best quarterback there. You want to have your leader there. And it's good. I hope he's able to do all the things that they're going to ask him to do. But boy, the rest of them got to stay ready. Yeah, you you can't you just can't sleep on it. You know, mm-hmm. guy coming right back into the lineup. So I, I expect for I expect for this team to play now above really above and beyond. You know, you're talking about giving a backup quarterback some help. You're going to need to give your starting quarterback who's coming off of an injury just as much help or even more. Yeah. Well, here's uh, you asked the question about how effective Quinn Ewers is going to be. And everyone's curious just, hey, what percent is Quinn Ewers, right? Is he 90 percent? Is he 80 percent? Is he 70 percent? Is Quinn going to be limited in any way? Is this Texas offense going to be different in any way? Uh, Here's a little Q&A. I think Dennis De La Pena from Fox 7 Austin, great dude, uh, asked the question. And Sark gave a a pretty blunt answer about whether or not Quinn's going to be limited. Take a listen. You said Quinn has had a good week. Have you noticed, I know on Monday you said it was probably like a, a pain tolerance thing. Do you see him making all the throws uh, pain-free, so to speak? Is, is he limited in any way? No, not limited at all. He looked great to me today. So that's it. I mean, to the point right there. So it could be coach speak. It could be lip service. I don't think we can assume that Quinn is 100%, right? No. I mean, right. it's going to be sore, but that's, I mean, you get you get yourself over – eight to 10 throws in a game, your that shoulder is going to be sore. But, I mean, it's all the pain tolerance. I mean, if it's structurally ready to go, then it's just ready to go. Yep. 
give that dude a quarter zone shot before the game and let it rip. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Texas would be putting Quinn Ewers on the field if he was only 70 or 75%. Like, uh, and look, this, this is not like Quinn Ewers had some historic recovery here, right? I mean, when he got hurt, the original timeline was two to four weeks. It's been three weeks since the injury suffered against Houston. So it's not like, Oh, Texas is clearly rushing Quinn Ewers back. It's like, no, like this kind of fits the original timeline. There was obviously some thought that, okay, maybe they'll give him one more week to make sure he's ready to go for the Iowa State game and the Texas Tech game and hopefully a Big 12 championship game. But uh, the doctors cleared him. Quinn's cool with it. Quinn's family is cool with it. And obviously Steve Sarkeesian and this coaching staff have been watching Quinn at practice all week, and they feel comfortable enough to make this move. So, uh, this is good news, man. I mean, like like Malik Murphy, like Sark said, it's good that he got some experience. All you want from your backup quarterback is to find ways to win games. Yeah, Malik Murphy did that. It wasn't the prettiest two quarterback performances any of us have ever seen. But hey, the most important thing: Texas went two and zero with Malik Murphy as the starter. He did his job as the backup. But obviously, you feel better about this team's chances to win this game tomorrow with Quinn Ewers back under center. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, to have your starter back is is just key. And as I said, down the stretch, because these are all meaningful games. It's not like this game means any less than the following game going to Ames. No, they're all important. They're all games that you have to win in order to get to the championship. And you want to have your best quarterback. You want to have your best players at every position ready to go. And hopefully a bunch of guys are ready and healthy to go to this game. You know, six, what is it, 630 on a Saturday night? Yep. You know, going to be a little cool up in uh, Arlington, Fort Worth area. So you want the best, you want the best players you have on the field for that game, no matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You need them all, you know, because you have to win them all. Yeah, every game is the Big 12 championship game, right? right? Like, if you want to win the Big 12 this year, you've got to win all of these games. You've got to win the next four, and then, boom, you achieve your number one goal going into the season. So, yeah, every game matters, right? And I I think part of what is going into this decision is what happened at Houston. Ironically enough, the game where Quinn Ewers suffered this air conditioner injury. Uh, Texas went into that game thinking, hey, we've got a couple of guys who maybe could play, but eh, it's Houston. They're not very good. Let's give these guys an extra week off and have them ready for the last five games of the season. Well, Texas was in a struggle, and they actually had to bring some guys back at halftime that they weren't even planning on playing in that game because that one was so close. I think the Texas coaching staff is like, no, we can't take anybody lightly, no. especially this year, the final year of the Big 12, and with all of the goals that we have and all of what could potentially be in front of us, we can't make that same mistake again where we're like, ah, this team's got a losing record and they're not that great on paper, so we can probably play some of our backups and we'll be fine. No, I think uh, Sark and his coaching staff maybe learned from that mistake at Houston, and they're like, hey, we need our best players on the field if we can't. So Quinn's going to be back. Jalen Catalan, it sounds like, is going to play. I mean, this is not a, uh, ah, it's TCU. They're four and five. They're having a down year. We can rest up for Iowa State and Texas Tech. This is, hey, we we, we realize the importance of this game. We got to make sure we've got all hands on deck. Well, and they also realize the fact that at any given time, their own team can suck for, for periods of times. They found ways to win the game, but there are periods in, 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 during the course of the game where they absolutely suck. So they understand that too, that, hey, listen, we haven't played, you know, we haven't played a game the way we played at Tuscaloosa. We haven't played like that since. So on any given Saturday, there's going to be a lull in in what's going on during the course of the game, and Texas will hit that, and they can't afford to have it without their best players to get them back. They've, They've escaped so far, but they can't afford to have one down the stretch now. They really can't. 
Yep, and Vegas is uh, buying into Texas a little bit more following the news yesterday. When we last spoke to each other and to the people, Texas was a 10-point favorite in Cowtown tomorrow night. The Longhorns now a 12 to 12-and-a-half wow. point favorite with uh, with Quinn coming back. And it makes sense. I mean, look, has Quinn been perfect this year? No. But in Quinn Ewers's what, seven starts, uh, he has three interceptions. In Malik Murphy's two starts, he had three interceptions. Uh, and Quinn Ewers just smarter with the football uh, you know, that was the thing that obviously let Kansas State back into the game last week was the turnovers. And obviously one of those turnovers was by Jonathan Brooks. You can't blame Malik Murphy for that. But uh, Quinn Ewers, for his faults, has been the more accurate quarterback. He's showcased the ability to run a little bit, and he's been way less turnover prone than uh, Malik Murphy has been. Yeah, I was, I was really excited about the fact that Malik was going to take off and run with the ball this week, too. Yeah, I, I didn't have any faith in that happening. Come on, man. You're telling me you expected Malik, if he started to all of a sudden be running the ball a bunch after not running it one time in his first two starts? Maybe six or seven runs, that's all. Yeah. No, well, that's all. Not a lot. Just six I or do, seven. I do wonder if Quinn's going to run at all, right? I mean, it's not like he was Lamar Jackson where he would just yeah, take well, off. He needs to run. run and go right out of bounds because exactly. they will be pushing and shoving you on the way out. You're going to get hit. They're going to try to hit you in the shoulder, and this is not a time to, you know, you know, to bow up to somebody thinking, "Oh, watch me take this hit." This isn't the week, right? This exactly. Is the week slide because you're probably going to get hit anyway. So slide and slide way in advance. You only need so many yards. You don't even need to get close. You need yep. to get if you're going for a first down, you get it. After you get it, you get down. I mean, that's it. Or when you run out of bounds, you go straight sideways out of bounds. Don't try to sneak a few extra yards in there. Because if you're tiptoeing down the sideline, they are going to attack you. Yeah, I mean, that stuff was stupid before Quinn got hurt, right? That's right. Lowering his shoulder when he's like four yards away from a first down. It's yeah, like, no, you weren't going to get it. No, forget about it. Even, you know you're not going to get down. Even big boy Quinn eating all that Chick-fil-A last year ain't yeah. picking up those extra yards. There's oh. no way salmon skinny Quinn is, <laughs> is doing that. Oh, so, salmon man is not doing it. Oh, yeah, no. that, that was silly before the injury. But, yeah, now, I mean – Come on, if you are going to run, and I hope Quinn Ewers does run, right? Like, I hope sure. Sark is true to his word and Quinn is not limited and we get to see the same Quinn Ewers that we saw in his first seven starts of the year, which means, yeah, he does take off and run from time to time. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's got to get down early. He's got to run out of bounds. He's got to do what's better for the team, but also what's better for himself, too. Like, right. th th this is a, you play for the name on the front and the back of the jersey type of situation because if Quinn, like, Quinn didn't need surgery with this injury. Okay, well, if he re-aggravates that injury, that's right. Then he might need surgery. That might end his season. That might alter his future plans because there are talks that he might enter the NFL draft after this year. Like all of a sudden, yeah, you got to worry about yourself and your bottom line too. But obviously, you worry about your team and your team's chances to uh, win a Big Twelve and make it to the college football playoff this year. So, yeah, I'm sure uh, they've had those discussions. Sark and, and the doctors and everybody, his family, he's heard that he's heard that song and dance already oh, about. Yeah what to do and how to run and all that, that, and plus he himself understands what's at stake here for himself. He, he's going to be smart about that stuff. But now this offensive line, look out the twists and stunts and this, this TCU defense that hadn't done very much. They'll be coming now. They'll be trying a little bit of everything. Don't forget. You may see some things you haven't seen from TCU before. Yeah. There's a good chance that could happen in this game. Something well, you haven't seen on film coach. 
I will say this, something that TCU has put on film is something that has given Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers some trouble this year, and that's the 3-3-5 defense with three high safeties, right? So Texas has to come up with a game plan to where they're a little bit patient. I mean, that defense is designed to uh, prevent the big play. So Quinn Ewers has to be willing to take those short and intermediate throws and maybe nickel and dime your way down the field. And then those Uh, front three guys got to get mauled by your offensive line, and you got to run the ball at the rest of them. For sure. I mean, think about the Houston game, right? Quinn's last game. I know Texas got off to a great start early, but they couldn't figure out that defense for like two and a half quarters, even when Quinn was in the game, right? Before he got hurt, uh, Houston played that three high safety look and it caused all sorts of problems. Oklahoma was doing some of that this year as well. And that's something that uh, TCU did against Texas last year. And you, you look back at you know, the game in Austin between these two teams, and it was one of Quinn Ewers' worst performances as a Texas Longhorn. So this type of defense that TCU has put on film, yeah, they'll probably give you some different looks, of course, because that's what good coaches do. They break tendency. They do things that you haven't seen on film, especially when they're not as talented as you, and TCU is not as talented as Texas this year. So you got to expect the unexpected. But even what TCU does normally – uh, has been something that has caused some problems for this Longhorn offense this year. So we'll see how they can adapt. Yeah, those guys from distance back there, when they get in that 3-3 look, they better be able to tackle. Yeah. Uh, if Jonathan Brooks is healthy, because he may not have much resistance from the front three, those guys may get just rolled over. But that next group better be in position to make those plays, or he's going to run you over, or you're going to be dragging, you know, he's going to give you the dead leg, and you're going to be holding on to it for about another four or five yards down the field. And that makes for a long day. That makes it for a long day for not only the front three guys, but the next three guys, too. We'll have to do a lot of tackling. And that's a great way to punish that group for, for lining up that way, too. For putting yep. three down linemen, that's it. See ya. Yeah, and we talked to Landry Burdine, who is the TCU radio color commentator. And he said TCU's had some issues tackling this year. Right. So, uh, look, I, I don't think the game plan alters that much with Quinn Ewers back in the lineup. Like, if Malik Murphy was going to start, I would still say, hey, Texas, ride Jonathan Brooks. He's your best yes. player. Run the football a lot. TCU's run defense has not been that good. Statistically, they've been a better passing defense this year than they have run defense. And your offensive line is coming off of maybe its best performance of the season last week against K-State. So uh, use your Doak Walker Award candidate. Use C.J. Baxter. Use Jaden Blue. And yes. just run the ball down their throat. And with Quinn not at 100%, like you don't want him throwing 40 to 45 times. No, you, no, you don't. You don't need you to be proven a point that, I yeah. see, I told you he's healthy. No, you don't have to do that to us. You just got to win the game and run the, and, and run the ball and start getting your, your running game, getting that thing set up for a championship, you know, championship weekends. Every weekend is now championship weekend. So just get them ready. You don't have to do anything extraordinary to win this football game, but you got to be consistent in what you do and not afraid to – you can't put it to rest and say, well, we didn't get anything on that first – on that run, so let's start throwing the ball. No, you got to be – you got to keep after it. You got good enough players right now. You got – I think you have an offensive line that feels pretty good about themselves right now in the run game. Yeah, I think they should after yeah. last week. Uh, I know the uh, the few weeks prior were not the best offensive line performances by Texas, but that was a deep. Uh, that was a pretty good defense they went against last week. Yeah, K State was a top fifteen scoring defense nationally last week, and, and yep. Texas uh, had plenty of success up front. They won the battle of the trenches, which. Hasn't always been the case against K-State, and it really hasn't been the case against TCU, right? A big part of why TCU is 8-3 and against Texas since joining the Big 12 is because they have one up front. Well, on paper, 
Uh, Texas has the better offensive line, and they've got the better defensive line. So this is a matchup you would think that Texas can win on the lines of scrimmage. No doubt. Go out there and do it. So you're, what's your confidence level now? I mean, I, I assume you're more confident in Texas's chances tomorrow night now that Quinn is back, right? Well, it, we'll see. I mean, we'll find out early in the first couple of throws what it's like. I mean, we understand football-wise if there's velocity on the ball, if there's accuracy on the ball. I mean, if he's still got to have his footwork, everything, all the things that – He's, he has struggled before, and they all still have to be there. But the fact that he hasn't played in a while, there'll be some rust still. So I, I feel I feel better going in this game with Quinn than I would with Malik. I just would. I mean, that's that's just experience. That's that has nothing to do with anything except for experience. This is now this is now a time where all the I, I mean, you don't even want any angst in your body. You don't want your team to have any angst. And right now, this team needs to understand that. You know, what I'm saying they're. They, they have somebody to fight for, too. They're fighting for – last couple of weeks they've been fighting for their backup quarterback. Now they got to fight just as hard. The guys have to be exceptional in this game themselves, too, and do a little bit extra, you know? Yeah. For this quarterback, too. I don't know if it's fighting for Quinn. I think the guys would fight for Quinn. I think they'd all fight for each other. It feels like this is a very close-knit group right now, and Sark has talked about that all season long. But, hell, you're fighting for a Big 12 championship, That's you right. know? Like you, this is a, a perfect situation for Texas. I think anybody would have signed up for an eight and one start and a five and one start in conference play yes. with controlling your own destiny. That's what Texas does. Like how many years in the past where it's like, oh, well, Texas needs to win out, but they also need this team to lose and that team to lose. And it's that's like, right. well, that sucks because the ball's not in your court and you can't control what happens outside of your locker room. But no, this is, uh, of course, you'd love to be undefeated right now. I understand that. But this is about as good of a situation as you could have asked for this Just deep win into the game. Season. Find control, ways to win. Find control ways your to own win. destiny. You're playing three teams that aren't that great. Not to say that you could take them lightly, but you're playing three teams that aren't that great, right? I think before the season started, Buck, I thought this was going to be a much tougher end of the year slate for Texas than it is right now, right? Like, yes, I knew TCU wasn't going to be as good as they were last year. We all did. Uh, but I, I didn't think they'd be this bad. Uh, Iowa State, maybe a little better than expected, but they're not world beaters right now. And then Texas Tech, like a lot of people thought Texas Tech was going to be a really good team this year. Yeah, I did too, because Joey McGuire told us that. Especially Texas Tech, right? And their fans. Yeah. I mean, it, like, so I was like, all right, man, these final three games might be tough. And once again, not to say that they won't be tough, but uh, this is a, a really good situation for Texas. It's win and you're in. You control your own destiny. Yeah, it's that all in right your there hands. is all everything the motivation. You do it, everything you do is in your hands now. Yeah, that's all the motivation you need right there. I, I don't care if it was you or me playing quarterback. Like, right. that's that is sitting right there for Texas. That's staring them right in the face. That should be all of the uh, the juice that they need to get this one done. Uh, our man Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 and Texas Sports Unfiltered will be joining us here in a moment. Before we get to some live reads, though, did you see this video? This is uh -oh. exclusive footage of Bryce Young leaving Soldier Field last night after his Carolina Panthers lost another game. Here's Bryce. Check this out. There's oh, come on. In his little clown car? There's little Bryce in his little car. Come on, man. Leaving that game last night after his Panthers lost again. 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 Meanwhile, CJ Stroud's like in a Lamborghini in H-Town just chilling. And Texas fans watching that game last night are on cloud nine that they ended up with Stroud and not Bryce Young. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Texans fan. You got the better of that deal. 
Mm -hmm. So far, so good. So far, so good. All right, Buck, who do you want to give some love to first this morning? All right, I got to do that, and then I got to take a quick break, and I know Jeff is going to join you. Friends at Texas Orthopedics, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, then you need to talk to the folks at Texas Orthopedic. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. And folks, their goal is to get you back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. And all you have to do is go for more information. Go to TXOrtho.com. And I will see you in a few minutes, my friend. Yes, indeed. Enjoy your interview or whatever you're doing. Bucky's not interviewing for another job. He's doing some sort of radio hit here uh, for a couple of minutes. Jeff Howhorns 24-7 will join us here momentarily. But uh, for now, I will let you guys hear. You know what? I'll do a live read for AV Consultations, right? You guys have heard from Tom McKay enough this week. Love you, Tom. Shout out to AV Consultations, though. You see these two TVs behind me? They were put up by AV Consultations. Uh, the TVs are nice as hell, but the quality of work is second to none. Like, there are no wires sticking out of these TVs. You go to a buddy's place, and they've got a multi-screen setup, and there are just wires dangling everywhere, and it looks like shit. And they're, like, super proud of it, too. It's like, look what I did. It's like, dude, this looks awful, but congrats, I guess. Uh, you don't have to worry about that with AV Consultations. No wires sticking out. They mounted the TVs for me. Everything is incredibly professionally done. They are the very best in the business, and they've been in business here in Central Texas since 1988. AV Consultations will take care of everything. Don't buy the TVs from Amazon or Best Buy or Circuit City. Does that place still exist? Radio Shack? I, I don't know where people buy TVs these days. I haven't bought one in years because, well, AV Consultations has the TVs for me, and they'll have them for you as well. Let them do all the work for you. Great people. And they will give you the best quality work 24-7, 365. Just give them a shout, 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. Shout out to AV Consultations. And also shout out to Altstadt Beer. That's right. I'll be uh, attending Worst Fest, drinking a few cold Altstats down there in uh, the New Braunfels area this weekend. Looking forward to that. Whatever you're doing this weekend, if you're just staying at home watching football, cooped up on the couch for the next couple of days. Hey, make sure you have some old stat right by your side. Your beer fridge needs to be filled with it because mine is it's the best beer in all of Texas, available all across the states. And uh, there are a bunch of different old stat brews as well. So there's guaranteed to be something that you like. Pick it up, HEB Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you buy your beer, they've got old stat beer, no impurities, no regrets. All right, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at some of y'all's comments here. We'd love to get y'all score predictions. By the way, make sure you follow us on Twitter at TS Unfiltered if you don't already. Uh, we're doing a little score prediction contest where if any of you can correctly guess the score for Texas TCU tomorrow night, you have a chance to win a free last stand hat. Now, if only one person guesses the score correctly, that person is going to win. If multiple people guess the score correctly, we'll hit up our old friend, the randomizer. And uh, somebody will walk away with the last stand hat. So make sure y'all are following us on all the social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram. We're on TikTok as well. I'm trying to figure out how to use that shit. Uh, I'm too old, way too old for that. But we're, we're working on it here. Uh, but yeah, definitely get involved with our Twitter score prediction. And, you know, just thinking about this Texas TCU game, like there, there's really only one thing that scares me about this matchup now. Yesterday it was two. One of the two was Malik Murphy, 
and just his inability to not turn the ball over. But now we don't have to worry about that as much. The only thing that scares me about Texas TCU tomorrow is the fact that we're playing against TCU tomorrow. And just they have had Texas's number. And it didn't matter if it's Gary Patterson or Sonny Dykes. And obviously Sonny Dykes beat Texas a couple of times when he was at Cal last decade. So he's undefeated against Texas during his coaching career. Texas is better than TCU in really every single facet of the game, guys. Like, there's no way around it. Now, hey, does that mean TCU has no chance tomorrow? No, of course they've got a shot. There have been years where Texas has been better than TCU over the last decade or so, and TCU has found ways to win. But the talent discrepancy between these two teams right now is big, and Texas is playing better right now. And just every time it feels like TCU has gone up against a good team, they have come up short, and they haven't even played against that many good teams. I keep bringing this up. TCU has played one of the top five teams in the Big 12 this year and they lost 41-3 to to Kansas State. TCU has not played Oklahoma yet. That's their last game of the year in Norman. TCU will not play Oklahoma State, who's currently tied for first in the conference. TCU will not play Kansas this year, and obviously TCU has not played Texas yet. So they're 2-4 and four in this conference and 4-5 and five overall, and they have avoided most of the best teams in this league. Like, they're not good. They have a couple of good stats, right? Their passing offense in Big 12 games is actually the best in the conference, but it's not because they're slinging the ball around. That's because, well, they're getting crushed early in these games, and they're just having to throw, and they have to abandon the run altogether. Uh, their secondary has been solid, too, but still, man, I like – I'm I'm not worried from a matchup standpoint about Texas's chances. The one thing that freaks me out as we bring our man Jeff Howe onto the stage right now, the one thing that freaks me out about this game, Jeff, is just that Texas seems to come up short against TCU, and they just find ways to keep TCU around, and then TCU, give them credit, they found ways to make winning plays in these games to put Texas away. So that's that's my only fear is the fact that it's that purple team on the other sideline. If you just change the jerseys around, I would not be worried at all. I just think Texas is that much better. That purple kryptonite, man, it'll make that's you it, think. Man. And you realize Sonny Dykes is 3-0 and against Texas as a head coach? Yeah. Like, that's one of those stats I was like, oh, yeah, you can – then you start thinking about the Nick Rose game in 15. And then as PJ Locke told me, he's like, man, we beat Notre Dame. We thought we were great. And then went to Cal and boo-booed all over ourselves. And we know how that season ended. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it'll make you think. But uh, it's funny because we were doing uh, we were doing midday yesterday or late morning yesterday when the Quinn Ewers news broke. And I, I suddenly feel irrationally confident. And, and like I said, it, it's irrational confidence because – and TCU's owned this series. And whether it's been Gary Patterson or not Sonny Dykes, is Texas just can't find a way to beat TCU. You say that, BK, but you know, more often than not, man, the better team tends to win the game in this series. Like you can't <laughs> find very many times, you know, maybe that first one in 2012, you know, probably if you're thinking about it, maybe like 2019, 2020, those last two Tom Herman games. But other than that, for the most part, the better team has won the game in this series. So yeah. You know, at the end of the day, man, I just think Texas is a better football team. I, I I think Quinn Ewers, we talked a little bit about Quinn's situation yesterday. One part we didn't hit, though, and we had actually reported this yesterday uh, at Horse 24-7. Quinn's kind of been chomping at the bit to get back for this one because it, it's really going to be his probably his last opportunity. Not probably. It is going to be his last opportunity to basically play in his backyard. I mean, Fort Worth, you're right down the road from South Lake, so uh, he's got a chance to play in front of, you know, family and friends for really for the last time. 
So it's a really big deal for Quinn Ewers. It's a really big deal for Texas. And you know, Sark kind of mentioned it earlier this week, and the and the players talked about it too. They're not very happy about the way that game went last year. They felt like hmm. they really let an opportunity slip away. And, and we talked about it too. BK man, as as bad as the offense was, your defense played well enough for you to win that game. Last oh, yeah. Year. Yeah, they gave up 17 points and they scored a touchdown of their own. Like you can't ask for much more than that, right? That was, you know, Jade Barron had three and a half tackles for loss by himself, which like you're, you know, your slot, your slot guy having three and a half tackles. You don't really think about it, you know, in those terms of, of him having those kind of numbers. But no, man, it's uh, it's just one of those deals where if I'm Texas, man, I I, I try to start as fast as I possibly can, and that's what you got to do to to an opponent, and you want to start fast. You want to crush their hope. You want to choke them out when you've got an opportunity. And I know Sark has gotten some blame for, you know, this team lacking a killer instinct, not being able to put teams away, but Sark has actually tried to, like they've tried to, it's just either the, the means to get there has been wrong. Like the fake field goal against Houston or like last week against K state, you had an opportunity to do it. You know, when you were up 17, nothing, and you know you end up fumbling the ball in the red zone. So yeah. they've tried to to choke people out. They've tried to finish people off. It just hasn't worked. It's just it's it's crazy to think what's actually going to happen. What it's going to look like BK with this team when they actually do get that part figured out. Because honestly, that's really the only thing this team is missing so far. That's what's kept them from playing the complete game. Like the Kansas game never really was close enough to worry about having to finish them off. Mm-hmm. And. Like I said, you know, it, it made a difference when Jason Bean didn't find out he was starting that game until about five minutes before. So yeah. all that said, man, I, I'm not all that word. I'm irrationally confident about Texas going in, going into Fort Worth tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I I keep saying it like the one thing that scares me is the fact that it's TCU, but just Texas is better than TCU, I think, in every phase right now. So uh, if they handle their business, this should be OK. And this this is kind of the start of the Quinn Ewers redemption tour for me, right? Because. Obviously, the TCU game last year was one of his worst. Uh, he didn't get to play against Texas Tech last year, so you know he's kind of chomping at the bit to get uh, an opportunity to play them. Iowa State was a decent game for Quinn, although that game was a lot closer than we wanted it to be last year. And then you think of the potential opponent for the Longhorns in the Big 12 championship game. Like More than likely, if Texas gets there, it'll be Oklahoma State, and that was Quinn's worst game of his season and worst game of his Texas career. So that he's got the mullet, chance to – uh, yeah, he's got the chance to uh, put some demons behind him. Obviously, this Texas team does as well, but Quinn especially has a chance to kind of kind of get some uh, some things back from what happened against some of these teams here down the stretch. There's that, and then I think, too, if you're Quinn, I think you want to put your best foot forward. You, you want to help Texas win a championship, and you want to simultaneously put your best foot forward for the NFL draft because all, all the other stuff, the individual stuff, whether it was the Heisman or the Davey O'Brien or whatever – you know, all that's none of that stuff is going to happen now. You just miss too much time. That's you know, Jordan Travis, or you know, are we going to see Jaden Daniels the rest of the year for LSU? I don't know, but there's there's other quarterbacks that have asserted themselves. So if you're Quinn Ewers, yeah, you, you obviously at the forefront is helping Texas win a championship, but you want to put your best foot forward. And I, I think the fact that uh, you, one thing I, I was going to ask you yesterday. That we didn't get to talk about because the Quinn news broke that I want to get your take on. Yeah. Not just because they wear the same jersey number. I feel like I feel like Adnan Mitchell is just as important to this offense this year as Bijan was to last year's offense. Because think about it. Last year, if somebody wanted to to roll coverage to Xavier Worthy, 
yeah, you had Jordan Whittington, but we know Jay Witt's kind of a more of a specialized type guy. Like he has a specific role. You never really had that other receiver. Like had Isaiah Nayer been in that role last year, had he been healthy, maybe things would have been different. But the fact that you've got really two legitimate number one wide receivers, and if you want to roll covers to Xavier Worthy, then and, and cover Adnan Mitchell one-on-one, go with God and pray because that's pretty much the only plan you have at that point. Well, we saw K-State do yeah. that not successfully. I just like the fact, BK, that it doesn't – when Quinn drops back to pass, it doesn't have to be all about getting the ball to number one. Who uh, like it was last year? Isaiah. Who's that Isaiah guy you're talking about? Is he is, is Isaiah there? Is he like Desmond Harrison now? Is he is he going into? Can we call him Sasquatch? <laughs> oh man, pretty much. Or Troy my, O'Meary. Remember I, that guy? I, I love I love my nickname for Desmond Harrison. Man, we 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 heard about him. He allegedly existed. We just we just never saw him. I guess we could call. Um, Isaiah Nayer Bigfoot then. If Sasquatch is already taken, we'll go Bigfoot for Isaiah Nayer because that guy's just a myth right now. I'm, I'm convinced he's not a real person. But you're right. I mean, you look, look at the best offenses in the NFL. Look at Miami and what they're doing. Like, they've got two number ones with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I'm not saying Worthy and Mitchell are the, that good right now, obviously. Right. But it just makes life so much easier for a quarterback, for a play caller, for everybody if you have two receivers like that who instill fear in a defense. And you said it perfectly. You can't double team both of them, right? And if you do try to focus your coverage on one of them, well, the other guy's good enough to constantly get open. So it'll be nice to see Xavier Worthy again because Malik and AD obviously had great chemistry. Those guys were, you know, simpatico for these past two weeks. But the the chemistry between Malik Murphy and Xavier Worthy was just not there at all. No, It's it's been there with Quinn, though, all year long with with Worthy. I jinxed jinxed X pretty bad because Trey and I – before the Houston game, when we did our show, we were talking about his targets. And actually, it was probably before, I think, before the BYU game. He was at BK, he was at 40 catches on 50 targets, just an insane catch percentage compared to like by far the best of his career. Yeah. And la- in the last two games, he's had nine catches on 25 targets. So the <laughs> has dropped a little bit. 25 no, targets? Yeah, no fault no. of his own. They tried to get him the ball. It just, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, but it, it's been AD Mitchell's kind of game. And I think where Quinn coming back also helps you too in the past game. You know, the intermediate game is going to be open like it wasn't with Malik Murphy just because Quinn sees it a little bit better. He's more well-versed in the offense. Jatavian Sanders still needs to be a pretty big part of this offense, I think. And, you know, if Quinn's back in the mix, hopefully, you know, man, we've seen JT catch a couple of balls here and there the last few weeks, but not like, you know, we were we had grown accustomed to seeing. So I, I think JT Sanders is good enough to be the identity of your offense. I think he's that good at that position, but mm. hopefully he at least gets back into the flow of things. We see a little bit more of zero tomorrow. The, now that Quinn's back in there, you can expand your intermediate game. Just as long as we don't see tight end screen, like tight end screen can, no. like I guess it Sark needs to, you know, put that one in the quiver, light it on fire, and set it into the sun. Like all we don't need speed, to see tight end screen anymore. Yeah, all the speed you have on the outside, and you're running tight end screen. It, it blows my mind. Gen, gen Pop, Gen Pop needs to see tight end screen. Like they need to see your mustache. It just doesn't like just just get <laughs> just get rid of it, man. Oh my god! Did he, right. did, did he just say JT Sanders? Does Sanders still play here in Texas? He didn't graduate. Oh, he he's like BK's mustache, Bucky. You know, you know, it's 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 something that you know we'd all just like to forget. JT Sanders usage the last few weeks. It's mm. it's 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 different, you know. But you know, just keep winning, Jeff. I mean, yeah. use that run game. You know what? The thing about what they have done with JT is they have gotten in the ball earlier than later in the games. 
he's been pretty effective at blocking. I'll, I'll just say this. I've watched him try to – I watched him block. Now, when he's in motion and coming across in that little fly motion, they try to make him block the end of line. They need to stop that too. <laughs> he, he doesn't go down there deep enough to cut off to cut off anybody. But one thing he has done, he's still he's still there and very active in the fourth quarter when it comes yeah. to run blocking because they do throw to him early. Now they don't throw to him often, but they do throw to him early now. Man, I, I just like the fact they he's I think he's pretty underappreciated just in terms of how locked in he is. Because especially like when he was a little bit younger, you know, when he was in high school and even a freshman, I think there were times where you could talk to him and maybe he seemed kind of a little aloof. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as long as you it does, you don't even have to throw him the ball as long as you let him know, hey, you're a really important piece of what we do. And we've seen that, man, even when he's not catching the football, he's at least a willing blocker like he might not get a hat in the right place every time, but he's at least going to be willing. So well, when he's healthy, he'll try, to, he'll try to put a body yeah. on you when he's healthy. But he's not going to be your lead blocker if he's got a bum ankle. No, he's going, to, he's going to vacate that position. Oh, we got to have Byron Murphy for that role. Oh, that's right. We do have other guys we can bring in from the other side to do those things too. Or or Tavondre Sweat. Oh, let's <laughs> yeah. not forget or that's right. Sweat. Got to make Jeff, those two way players. Yes. Jeff, I'm going to ask you an uneducated question, and I, I I'm mad at myself I'll, for not I'll, deep. I'll diving. probably give you an uneducated answer. <laughs> no, no, you won't. It's about JT Sanders, and uh, or, or you you know this stuff. Um, 22 catches in eight games for JT. He missed the Wyoming game. That's, that's not even three catches a game. And I'm looking at the last five game logs for Sanders. One catch, one catch for 10 yards against Kansas. One catch for 13 yards against Oklahoma. We know he wasn't hundred percent for that game. Two catches for 29 yards for Houston. Did have four for 37 against BYU. Two for 21 against K-State. Who, who do we blame here? Is this is this quarterback? Is this Sanders? Maybe it's him being hurt. Is this coach? Is it a combination? Like, this guy, Mel Kuyper has this dude as the number two tight end prospect in college football. He's a semifinalist for the Mackey Award. I think we all know. Like, this guy had 54 catches last year. Mm-hmm. He's at 22 right now. I think we all know how good he can be. And going into the season, we're like, oh, he might be the biggest reason why this Texas offense is hard to stop this year. And here we are. This guy's not even averaging was, three I was, catches. I was guilty of saying that. Yeah, I, I, I think most of us were. And here you we know, are. I just, I, I, I was, I was always cautious about what I thought they would do with him. I mean, they, I mean, there was awful lot of talk about him still about him being a great NFL player. It, he may be that, but as a college player, he is not. They don't utilize him enough, or he doesn't get open enough. They don't yeah. utilize utilize him enough. But he's not. He's not even close to the kid Bowers from Georgia. It's not even. It's they're not even in the same breath to me. They, but because of what I, because of what you actually see as a fan or on on film, it's not the same. It's not even close. Well, I'll 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 play devil's advocate here, Bucky. Not to say that Georgia doesn't have weapons, but you've got one football, and you got a lot of cats on this offense that need the football. Like we talk about, Jonathan Brooks needs his touches. You know, Xavier Worthy is going to get his targets. Ad Mitchell is going to need to get his targets. Uh, you know, it, it gets to a point where we can't complain about, well, Jonathan Brooks got an adequate number of touches this week, but you didn't get Jordan Whittington involved. You didn't get this guy involved. Well, I mean, there's going to be some weeks where you just don't get right. everybody involved. Now, the the argument I, where I would agree with you is <clears throat> it should be a non-negotiable to have Jatavian Sanders be a really big part of your offense. I, I, I'll agree with you on that. But at the end of the day, one of the numbers that I'm really looking at, BK, with, with JT Sanders is 
yeah, he's only got 22 catches. Look at the yards per catch last year compared to this year. Last year he was at 11.4. He's at 17.2 this year. Yeah, that number is encouraging. The the but the number the number that concerns me more than anything more than the number of catches. He's only got one touchdown this year, and as bad as you've been in the red zone this year, yeah, that's where you should be able to create mismatches and find opportunities to get to get that guy the ball. I think this goes back to I've I've called him the you know he he's got the potential to be the identity of your offense. I I just go back to it, man. I I still don't think and in, in obviously the last two games with with Malik, Malik Murphy at quarterback, you didn't really get to figure it out. I don't think this offense has an identity right now. And I think if you ask Sark what the identity is, I don't think he could really tell you what it is. I think he can point and we can obviously point to some things that they do well. But man, what is that at the end of the day, man, if all else fails, it doesn't matter what front coverage blitzes, whatever you see, man, what can we hang our hat on? Bucky, the great offense. I think think you hang your hat on the running game and A.D. Mitchell, because even when Quinn was in there, they throw the ball to A.D. Mitchell. They know that. They don't have to be perfect when they throw to him. He catches all the balls. He'll catch it low. He'll get up in the air and catch it. He'll catch it for touchdowns. He's been he's been that guy for both quarterbacks. I mean, for the last yeah. two you know for the last two weeks he's been Malik's guy. I mean, they throw the ball to him and they he finds ways to get open. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's the second look. But for, for some odd reason this year, he looks like the first look at all the quarterbacks. Bucky, I I think back to – and we've seen great Texas offenses have, you know, identities that you knew what it was. But, like, I, I go back to the, the the last two Texas teams that you coached on, like with, with John Makovic. If you ask John Makovic, hey, no matter what front blitz covers, whatever you see, what can you run? It's like, well, shit, we got Dan Neal and Ricky Williams. I know the counter's going to be there. It doesn't matter who we line up against. We line up against New Mexico State or Nebraska. We can run the freaking counter. And they know it's coming, and we don't yeah. care. And, and you can't stop it. What is that? What is that that Texas does that it doesn't? You can tell the opponent what. It, like I, I've heard, you know, Casey stuttered and plenty of guys. Like Casey talks about with that national championship team. Like he, he would tell guys, like, "Hey, we're running, we're running inside sure. zone right here, and, and you can't stop it." What What is it? What is that thing that this Texas offense does? I, I don't. I, I, I don't I think just, they have it yet. No, but I think one one thing they will get soon is that kid, Blue. They'll have the ability to get outside of you, outflank you here shortly. Over, I mean, I, I don't see him playing a lot from this point on because I think it'll be just the two guys carrying the ball. Because as you said, they only have one ball. Some of them's yeah. got. Some of them have to go in the air. But over the next couple of years, that kid is going to be that kid that can get on the perimeter for you. If your other backs aren't perimeter are outside runners, he will get outside because he has dead up speed and he's got. He's still got enough shake and strength to get outside and yeah. make it happen for him. And that's that's what I I, I you know you, you look at Brooks and you look at. You know, C.J. Baxter, do you do you ever toss it out there? Do you ever counter out there where they go inside or outside? No. But I think this is going to be a kid that you're really going to soften up the outside of defenses with over the next couple of years. I, I think he'll be a very valuable running back here. Now, I don't think he's going to be a great one, but he's going to be that guy that loosens up the defense for, for years yeah. to come. BK, I, I'll give you some more Jatavian Sanders numbers, just looking at his pro football focus numbers. To uh, and I like this usage yards after the catch per reception. He was at five point three last year. He's at nine point five this year. That's that's a that's an area where he needed to grow. Now he was obviously much better with that before the ankle injury, but that number is exponentially better. Yards per route run one point seven six last year, one point eight seven this year. Average depth of target eight point two yards last year, eleven point one yards this year. So. In terms of having him stretch the field, 
a guy that gets vertical more than he gets horizontal. That's why, like, tight end screen stuff and the short game stuff with him, you're misusing him. Like, especially when he's not healthy. He's not healthy enough to get those yak yards. Like, get him going vertical because at the end of the day, he's still a mismatch. Like, he's probably the best guy you've got at making contested catches. And, again, as bad as you've been in the red zone, you should be able – and I, I'm not saying the fade because I, you guys know uh, the red zone fade, I would just – Treated like old Yeller, man. I would take it out back and just put a slug in its head. Like, I hate the red zone. I hate the fade in the red zone unless you've got, like, Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss. But you should be able to – there should be ways to get JT Sanders the football in the red zone to where you can utilize him, maximize what he brings to the table. i tell you what, I hated the goal line fade until I watched this Texas red zone offense. Now it's like, well, <laughs> at, at, least there, at least there's like a 50% chance they'll convert that. They're not, they're not close to that right now. Have they okay? I, I, this is naive here again, too. Like, obviously, they, they threw to Sanders in the red zone against Oklahoma and it turned into an interception, right? It was a, a tight window throw. The ball hit Sanders' hands, but maybe not a great decision by Quinn. And obviously, Sanders was banged up. He probably could have jumped higher if he was healthy and caught yeah. the ball. And it, didn't, it didn't hurt. It didn't help the Billy Bowman knock the piss out of him, too. Yeah. So. yeah. Is that like, Denton Ryan on Denton Ryan crime? I mean, how many times have they gone back to Sanders in the red zone since then? Like, was that like a, a play that scared Sark away from dialing JT Sanders up down there? Because you're right, it makes so much sense. The tight end is always a quarterback's favorite weapon in the red zone. And you've got a difference maker at tight yeah. end, at least we think. And yet it just feels like Sanders ain't getting the ball down there. Like you said, he's got one touchdown this year. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think in the U of H game. Actually, you know what? The U of H game, you didn't need it because you actually weren't bad in the red zone in that game. The the bad thing you did was you were fringe red zone and you went for the freaking fake field goal yeah. instead of just keeping the Oh, yeah, field. that one. And then and then Quinn gets hurt, and so now, you know, it's Malik and JT. Are they on the same page? And, and how much of the playbook does Malik have open to him? So hopefully, hopefully, you know, Jatavian's had a couple weeks to get this ankle right. Quinn's back in the mix now. Maybe we see them go back to BK because that was that was a good play for them last year. Whether it's the, the the pop pass off a play action or just you know give him a quick release and let him get down the seam, it's really hard for a, you know a linebacker. By the time you recognize it, especially if you if you can manipulate a linebacker's eyes at the mesh point, he can get behind a linebacker, and now you're counting. Uh, Quinn can get the ball there before the safety can get over the top. So it just didn't work that way against Oklahoma. It's just you know credit and, Billy Bowman for leading and making a good play. Yeah, and once again, you know they've got the other guy wide receiver who is is running a lot of tight end type of routes in the middle of the field and in the seam, you know, and and they feel confident that he's gonna he's gonna catch that ball. I don't know if it's from that tip or not, but the the balls that he, JD uh, Sanders has caught has been those seam routes, and he's good at that. He'll get up mm-hmm. there and catch that if he's healthy enough. He's gonna catch those balls. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. You know, they've got right now, they got the other guy who does all the tight end routes as a wide receiver, it seems like. Yeah, he uh I, I see I see Jake talking about it in the chat. You know, the RPO game with Quinn is one of his strengths and as well as good as you've been running the football lately. Man, I, I've been championing, you know, part a big part of your red zone package if you're Sark should be your RPO game because it's so tough to stop. You know, you're, the RPO is going to muddy everything for the linebackers. Again, it gives a guy a chance to slip past that second level. Now you're counting on, all right, can Quinn get the ball there before the receiver or before the safety recognizes it and can come down and stop it? More often than not, last year they were able to do that. They just they just didn't do it against Oklahoma the yeah. one time they tried it. Jeff, last, uh, last thing for me. Did you hear Sark get snippy with Chip Brown yesterday? 
No, I didn't. Do you? Uh, do you have? I haven't listened to that all because I've been you know, getting ready for basketball Snippy. and everything else. Yeah, well, well, you and I were talking, I guess, during the Zoom yeah, conference yeah. yesterday, so you didn't hear this in real time. But you got uh, the audio. Yeah, we got a little audio here of Chip asking Sark a question about the secondary, and Sark not being too happy with it. Take a listen against Houston. You know, gave up 378 yards passing, three touchdowns against K State, 300 plus yards, four touchdown passes. TCU is the number two passing offense in the Big 12. And looking at your pass defense, um, how many yards did those guys rush for in that game? Yeah, not much. Okay, not All much. Right, checking. Damn, that's not the question, Coach. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> funny because I went back. How many yards they rushed for? I, I went back and watched this this uh, whole presser last night. Yeah, and Sark was like beaming about the questions. There were like three or four different times where he's like, "Man, y'all are asking great questions today." Oh, that's a great question. And then he gets to Chip, and Chip asks a great question because the secondary has been really bad for this team lately. And Sark's <laughs> like, he didn't want anything to do with it. I oh, no, he wanted to talk about the awesome. run game, us versus the run game. How do we do I, against him? Uh, yeah. I need to see Sark's facial expressions during that because you know you can hear Sark say, but you can see his his face. But you know, you know, uh, you know, Chip's Chip's not the only one that's drawn Sark's ire with some with some stuff like that. Like you, we've seen it with. Many other reporters in the market where Sark yeah, cut mean, off a question. I mean, or, just a, just an honest question. I mean, uh, Sark, just give your basic like you normally give. We have to play a little bit better back there. Yeah, do that. I mean, that's but don't start going to the run game. What for? He didn't ask you. That's not the question that he asked. <laughs> he asked you a specific question. Generally, you give a, a real basic answer, but that that was kind of snotty. I don't uh, understand that. And uh you know here here's how I see it man and I, I know I know Chip doesn't Chip's not gonna take it personally. Um regardless of what people think about Chip man Chip probably thought about that for two seconds and probably isn't thinking about it at all today. No you know sometimes we all we all can't uh ask winners you know we all can't ask great questions issue man there's been times where and actually, you know what? Most of my bad interactions like this were with Tom Herman. I haven't really, knock on wood, I haven't had one of these with Sark yet, but you get an eye roll or, you know, a scoff during your question. You're like, oh, damn, I'm I'm, I'm off my game today. This is a, this is a bad day. To <laughs> and you're so. in too deep. There's nothing you can do once you're midway yeah, through. Uh, BK, one of your, one of your uh, mentors is uh, not officially, but by proxy taught me, like, I can't ask, like, the Bob Sturm seven-minute Seven-minute monologue for a question. <laughs> no, you have, have a concise idea on what you're what you're going to ask and get it done. I think you know what I, if, if Chip did anything wrong, Bucky. I don't think it was the tone of the of the question or the nature of the question. I think it's when I think that's what co when coaches and players really start to get irritated is when you're on the seven-minute monologue asking. A oh question. yeah, you got to be yeah, you got to be careful stretching that out. I do that a lot. I stretch out all my answers and tough shit if you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my point in and several others while I'm doing it. So that's why I don't go over there because I don't I don't care to get the guy mad. I know exactly what he's gonna say anyway. He's gonna defend his players to the bitter end, which is nice of him. That's cute, but they you know they get paid for playing now, coach. It's not like you don't have to send them to bed and walk them to their rooms at night anymore. They are grown men that get paid for playing this game now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, and Jake. Yeah, that was not a knock on Bob. I love me some Bob Stern, but uh, you know, I, I treat here's how I treat questions. Like this is a little too inside baseball, but just to let everybody know, kind of how I handle myself at a press conference, like my mindset. And I, I may ramble sometimes. 
I, I when I get that microphone and, and John Bianco calls on me, I'm I'm like this like the ninth guy on the bench for the Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry Warriors. Hmm. I may get one shot, dude. I can't screw around. I gotta make this. Uh, you gotta make it count. This huh? is probably the only one I get all game. So I gotta make it count. I can't. <laughs> I can't screw this up. Can I help him though with that answer? That secondary is awful, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want. I don't want. You, I, don't, I mean, we're not all blind. I mean, I don't know what what you want us to say. You know, the guy that you went and jumped in the portal and grabbed, that guy, guys, played like in three games. He's coming back this week. He's got to make a difference when he is there, and hopefully he does. But the the back end of that group, I'm seeing guys who are actually starters in games. Now they're not starters, and they're still trailing guys. What what disappointed me, what disappoints me, it's not the secondary per se, Buck. It's end of half and end of games. This This defense just isn't very good. They just don't handle tempo very well. And and that's your pass rush. That's second level. That's the secondary. To me, that's a they don't cut it loose, do they? They just don't cut it loose. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's cut it loose. I just think they're. I don't know what it is. Just the two minute situations. They're just not very good. So that that to me is the bigger concern over the secondary itself. Because you know, last week against K State, like yeah, Will Howard threw for a bunch of yards, but part of that was. And, Bucky, you know this. If you're an offense and you're turning the ball over and you're giving up field position and you're asking your defense, hey, for the fifth time in six possessions, can you guys go out and defend a short field? Like, dude, you're just asking for trouble at that point. So I, I, can, I felt like the defense held up as well as they could. But, man, at times, you know, especially it was after the Jonathan Brooks fumble when they hit kind of that post that post route to Brown for the one-play drive and a touchdown – that's one of those deals, like, that's a good job by Colin Klein. Like, on a sudden change, man, take a shot because maybe that defense isn't set. You know, dial you up a quarters beater and take a shot. So, uh, you know. But you like to see players around the ball every once in a while when it's in the air like that. Would, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about the secondary so much as I am just two-minute, end-of-half, end-of-game defense, period. That's like that's that. something that I think. Sort of like the offense good. in the red zone. Hey, what are you going to do here? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, and if yeah. The, man, if this team gets those two things figured out, it's we, you know, I know. A, a, re, a return trip for all of us to New Orleans could be drastically different than the last time we were there. Oh, sign me up. Maybe the that. maybe the opponent will be the same. Yeah, but. <laughs> we won't we, we won't have four losses going into that game this oh, year. Oh, by the way, that opponent will care this time. By the way, that oh yeah, they'll game. care. No, well, not if they lose, then they won't care. They've already won two championships. You think they'd care about a third? Come on, they don't do that. Oh man, greatness, Jeff, you're the man. Thank Look you, forward Jeff. to uh, hearing you with Trey this afternoon. Hopefully, there's an announcement we can make this afternoon. Still working on some final details there, but uh, now appreciate you hopping on this morning, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, buddy. Anytime, guys. Yep. Right, there he goes, the great Jeff Howe, Horns twenty four seven. And, uh, yeah, big part of what we've got going on at Texas Sports Unfiltered, and he will be with Trey this afternoon from three. He's going to be with Trey. Five. Yeah, I know. I got to deal with Trey every day, dude. So. Yeah, I know. But you're used to it. Sometimes you get – you know, it's like that cat. You know that cat, if you feed it, it'll be sitting on the porch at the same time tomorrow. He's that side of Trey is. He'll be right there again. You just get used to it. Yeah. Well, I, I got to stop feeding Trey then. Because <laughs> I don't want him showing up every single day, you know? Can't have that happen. Uh, I will play this before we get to some live spots. Okay. Uh, because because Sark actually did give an answer, right? He got a little snippy with Chip, but then he did answer the question about the pass defense. So I want to 
I want to do right by Sark. And also, I, I think this is worth hearing. Here's Steve Sarkeesian talking about the secondary and how they can uh, maybe turn things around back there. No, I, I think a couple things. One, when you fall behind in the game by three scores um, and, you, and you have to throw it, you're, you're willing to take a few more risks. Uh, and inevitably, you know, in those games, we got a couple really critical turnovers. Both games, we got two sack fumbles that we recovered. Both games, Michael Taft gets interceptions. Okay. And so I, I recognize when you get behind, you, you start throwing the ball and your, and your pass attempts go up. Um, but when, when, you're, when you're stopping the run, you can affect the quarterback. You can create turnovers. Okay. People are going to get some numbers in the passing game. Would I like it to be a little tighter? Sure. But we can also do our part offensively and not turn the ball over and not give them short fields because I think that inevitably had much of an impact in that game as well. Um, and so if we can continue to affect the quarterback, if we can continue to create turnovers, if we can continue to stop the run um, and, and then ultimately not give up explosive plays in the passing game, that would be that would be ideal. Okay. And so, you know, there were some plays the other day that, that were, we, you know, we just didn't play very well, most notably the sudden change post for the touchdown. Um, you know, the, the fade ball where we missed two tackles and, the, and they score there. Um, if we can clean those types of things up, if a team's going to throw the ball 48, 50 times a game, and then you go average per attempt and they're, you know, maybe a 300 yard day, the odds are we're probably playing pretty good as a team. And, and ultimately, uh, our goal is to come out on top and win the game. But to your point, yes, can we be better in pass defense? No question. I told you there it was. Oh, we can be better. We got to get better. Well, yeah, coach. I mean, sheer numbers tells you that if they're down, they're going to start throwing the ball. And then yeah, plays are going to happen. You, but you just can't give up those. As he says, you can't give up the big ones. And by the yeah. way, the offense can't turn it over. You're right. trying to play for a championship. They're a part of this, too. It's all about the team. It's all about yeah. complimentary football. Jonathan Brooks can't. Even though he gets a big hit, can't put that on the ground. Even though he's banged up, he can't cough that up. They can't throw interceptions. Your quarterback can't throw two interceptions, coach, in a game. That's that's a part of your job, too. But your secondary can't give up those big ones. I don't care if they throw it 500 times. Well, you can't have guys streaking across. And, I mean, that's that's more of an excuse than anything, the sheer numbers deal. That doesn't mean you can't still play good in the secondary. I got that. You, I know you're going to give up some five-yard outs or whatever. You're making Sark's point for him, though. Like the the secondary gave up plays after the offense kept turning the ball over. Right. I mean, K, K State had three drives, three touchdown drives that started in Texas territory. One of them from the twelve, one of them from the thirty-two, and then the other one came after after a blocked punt. Like I'm not going to get that mad at the D. I think I think the secondary has played a lot better. I think people still have some PTSD from Oklahoma and Houston. And in, in those two games, there's no defending the secondary. They were horrendous in both. And it cost Texas a game, and it nearly cost them a second game. But he's right about numbers. If they throw it, something's going to happen. It's going to work their way, too. They gave up zero <laughs> touchdowns against BYU. I, I'm not mad at this. Like, of course, you're going to give up some plays. They gave up zero touchdowns. And if Texas's offense didn't turn the ball over a bunch – they're not going to give up zero touchdowns, but the game does not get close like it did. I agree. There's this no doubt 20, about it. This game was 27 to seven late in the third. Like the defense deserves a lot of credit for that. It's the, the problem was Texas just kept gifting K State short field. So is the secondary one of the best in the country? No. Does it have things that need to get corrected? Yes. I, I'm not going to disagree with those points, but uh, I think there are a lot of Texas fans who think like 
Oh, it's the same that we saw against OU in Houston. No, I think me, they I, clearly I think figured some things out since then. They've been better these last two weeks. Well, I think they're more upset about individuals that have seen play better. I think that's what it is. It's not talking about them as a group and how they scheme things up. It's that individuals that we see in that secondary have, have had pretty good games and have played a lot better. And you would think at this time of their careers, they would be they would be on an on an upward trajectory instead of either the same or just barely below that and so just surviving, that they would be better. You know how different positions we talk about Texas, their 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 play by at all positions has gotten better. That I just I haven't I don't see that. I don't see that getting better at that particular position. That's the, all. The whole secondary? Like there's nobody well, getting better in the secondary? Oh no, there's there, I mean, there's guys that are that are that are younger guys that are getting opportunities because a lot of young guys are playing. It's some of the older guys that were starters at time. I don't see that experience coming in where you don't see some of the same mistakes. You're like, wait a minute. We've seen this before from you. You should be better. You should understand that this trail position or or getting beat on that. I'm not talking about them as a group. As a group, I, under, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think they're that bad as a group. There's just some individuals that you thought who had played, you know, a year ago, two years ago, that you would think at this time in their careers would be better players. Yep. No, that's that's fair. I'm with you on that. But I'm as a group, they're they're fine. They're doing their jobs. Quit giving them the ball in position that it puts them in tough positions. Yeah, the hope the hope is with Quinn back, then uh, you stop doing that, right? Right, Quinn, for Quinn sure. Only three interceptions in his seven starts. Uh, Malik Murphy, three interceptions in his two starts, plus the fumble lost. Jonathan Brooks lost his first fumble of the year. I think the first fumble of his Texas career last weekend so the hope is you don't have to worry about that happening two weeks in a row because and nobody wants to point out individuals bk but there are individuals in that secondary that haven't gotten better oh we can you know the the coach won't we can you know i just i mean i look at them and i don't like to talk about it i mean i i talk about to you and stuff but there are individuals back there that are barely the same as they were two years ago and that shouldn't be no you're right i'm with you i'm with you on that that's uh, uh, some of those guys have not developed as much as uh, you would like, and as much as it feel like it feels like guys at other positions have. All right, five minutes away from Lee Sterling joining us and giving us his winners of the weekend. He's got a couple of massive plays this weekend, by the way. Oh, massive plays! Yes, massive plays. So you're going to want to be listening to this Lee Sterling segment, and you're also going to want to go over to ParamountSports.com to make sure you're winning some money this weekend but before all of that buck let me tell them about relax the back they embrace that holistic approach for healing and their lifestyle based in 35 years of proven expertise and my back couldn't be happier i'm sitting in that bad boy right now and even when i just did that quick interview i wish i was sitting in my relaxed the back chair get that support i need especially in my thoracic back which i had surgery on major surgery on but you can do the same all you folks can if you're having problems with your lumbar if you're having thoracic problems shoulders and necks go by relax the back folks please they've got all kinds of great sales over there they've got the tempur pillows massage chairs everything that you want to give you the comfort that you deserve sleep realign you have this great overnight sleep you're going to love it you're going to wake up feeling refreshed just like the buck two locations meat caves at the hill country gallery across from whole foods and in austin at the gateway shopping center across from the container store as i said live pain-free just like the buck at relax the back Live pain-free like BK yes. and get you a Slurpee at 7 <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 7-Eleven. They've got locations all over the great state of Texas. The Slurpees, the Big Gulfs. If you're on your way to work, 
get you some coffee. They've got the five-hour energies, too, plus the pizza, the nachos, the olipops. The olipops. They've got it all. Our man Ashish runs three different 7-Elevens here in the Austin area. Go say what's up to him, but more importantly, go to 7-Eleven and download the 7-Eleven app and cash in on the 7 Rewards program as well. You're going to get some great stuff and some free stuff at 7-Eleven. Fuel up for game day. Fuel up for any day with our friends at 7-Eleven. I feel like I said 7-Eleven 30 times in that live read. That's all right. It's worth it, man. folks. Yep, absolutely. And shout out to SyntexTickets.com as well. If you're trying to make your way to Fort Worth this weekend, well, get tickets to the game at SyntexTickets.com. It's that simple. Just log on, your phone, your computer, whatever. SyntexTickets.com. You can get tickets to any game, anywhere, all year long, plus concert tickets. If you're trying to see a show at the Moody Center, they've got you covered there. Broadway Go see the Texans. Center. Hell yeah, man. The Texans, that playoff bound team, you want to Ooh. see them too. You know who the Texans play this weekend? Who do they have this weekend? They're at Cincinnati. Oh, that team that thinks they may get to the playoffs, I better take that back. Cincinnati's playing pretty well right now. That could be a fun game to watch. Yeah. You want to see, you, you wanna see the growth ask. of your quarterback? Watch that game. Sure. We're going to ask our man Lee Sterling about that game here in a few minutes to, uh, to awesome. get his, his thoughts. But, uh, yeah, uh, Texans tickets, Cowboys tickets, whatever. Whoever your team, whatever the time, SyntexTickets.com has you covered. And also a word. How about a recorded spot from our great friends over at Pest Wranglers? Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at pestwranglers.com. Oh, yeah. You know, BK, last night was the second night this week that around 3 o'clock in the morning, mosquito buzzed my ear and I slapped myself in the face. <laughs> what is the deal with that? I've lived in this house for going on four years and nothing has happened for three years. This year, for some odd reason, and just this week, I've been buzzed twice. And, you know, once you get buzzed, it's hard to fall asleep, dude. It really yep. is. Because you're just wanting to cut on the lights and find out what's going on. Dude, I slapped myself so hard. I think this thing took a bite out of my cheek yet last night. Oh, man. Did you kill him? I don't I, – I, he didn't – it never came back again. Well, so, you would know if you killed him. You would have seen it on your hand, right, or on your face? No, it was – I was sleeping. This was in the middle of the night, I, and I just went, wham. I slapped the <laughs> shit out of myself, you know? I know it was not my wife slapping me. It was me. I slapped myself. Uh, that's the oh, worst man. in the world, right? Oh. You got a mosquito or a fly on you, and, and then it's you like... don't go back. You don't go back to bed. It's just tough. No, I. Well, you may go back to bed, but when I hear that buzzing, I'm done. Yeah, I'm with you. Shout out to Norse tuning in from Denver. Norse this morning. Good morning. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, we'll call pest wranglers then. If you've got uh, some fears of mosquitoes or any other pest around your Spray place, some of that shit in my bedroom tonight. I Spray I can't do shit. that. I can't, I don't like mosquitoes are the worst. It's the worst sound. That's why I don't do the camp outs. I got family members that still do camping, like outdoor camping. Yeah. I do all day hiking, but then I go to the air conditioning where the hotel is at night. I don't play around in tents. I don't do that game anymore. Yeah. First of all, my back says, no, you can't do that, old man. Yeah. And I don't like mosquitoes. No, 
I once slept, I once went outdoor camping without a tent. By so the sleeping water. bag, or you were literally just I, on the ground. I went naked in a sleeping bag because it was so damn hot, and I just had my head, and I had to put my head inside the sleeping bag because the mosquitoes were like picking up the sleeping bag. Oh my god, that is no. awesome. Oh, I'm an awful camper. No, no, thank you. Don't god, do don't do tents. No, no. Where where were you for this? I'm sending Lee Sterling a a link to oh, I was, jo join us that was uh that was in massachusetts that was that was up near amherst you know hall of fame the basketball hall of fame up that way university of massachusetts that's where i'd go fishing so i once decided i would go camping but i didn't use a tent i thought that i could just sleep on plastic with a sleeping bag with a fire around and have a good night's sleep and i was close to the water and it was like 95 degrees there dude it was misery I eventually got up in the middle of the night and went and got in the back of the, the van and just slept in there. Couldn't take uh -huh. the mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, I, I just don't, they don't work for me. They don't. Nope. And the thing about them is they don't really, they don't really bite at me. They just make that sound around my ear and that's all I need. Now that, they'll, they'll just bite my wife. They just go out, they go out of their way. Mm. 20 degrees, they'll come out of nowhere from out of the ground and get to her. Yeah, she's one of those. Yeah, they just like, they, they, yeah, it's the other white meat they like. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. They <laughs> the just other don't, white meat. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't deal with. They don't deal with light skin. They deal with straight up white. Mm. They don't, but they just buzz me. I, the buzzing is enough. Goodness, I'm with you on that. All right, call pest wranglers. There's a good live spot for pest go. wranglers right there. If uh, you're like the buck, and if you're like most people, and you hate mosquitoes or any bugs, uh, pest wranglers will take care of you. Before we bring Lee on, Buck, uh, can we get a reminder of what your 5,000 unit gold star locks of the weekend are? Yes, it would be Boston College this week, is, is one of them. Boston College, yeah. And the University of Oklahoma at Norman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. At Norman, yes. Those are your two 5,000 unit plays. Easy. So you're currently down 11,000 units this season. Yes. 5K on OU. Minus 13 at home against West Virginia. Morgan Towners are going to be so down from last week. And you're also putting 5,000 units on Boston College plus one against Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yes, I like the little uh, Boston College fake flutie that they got playing now. There you go. And you had a 1,000-unit play too somewhere, didn't you? I think that was that was an NFL game, and it would be the – it, it ain't going to be the Texans. I guarantee you that. Mm. Somebody will – Comment. I'll take, you know, I'll take. I use that. I use that thousand to play for Kansas. On the Jayhawks. On the Jayhawks. Yeah, they're 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 fired up right now. Yeah, they're playing some good football. They've got. They really uh, are. They are Mark, playing really well. Your mark you tomorrow. Hey, well, th those picks are great, but nobody wants those. The picks that people That's do right. want are coming up right now from our man Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com, who is with us for his weekly Friday visit, giving you all the winners you need. What's going on, Lee? Good. See, you're growing that stash there. You look uh, 22, uh, not your normal uh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, Movember every year, Lee, trying to raise money and awareness for uh, men's yeah. health issues. So I'm willing to look like a pedo for a month to, uh, yeah. to try to help the cause, you know. <laughs> I, I haven't heard from Bill in like two weeks. Oh, he, he emailed me a couple of days ago, and he's like, I can't listen anymore. I'm too upset about my Aggies. Like, I love you, and I love Lee, but I just I can't do it. So 
he's like, please try to be nice to my team. And I'm like, well, I can be nice to you, Bill, but I don't know if I can be nice to your team right now because they suck. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough. Oh. It's it's tough to be nice to an Aggie, isn't it? it well, we, we try our best, no doubt about it. Lee, I, there's a game yeah. that you don't that I know you're you'll be playing this week, and I know yeah. Paramount Sports will have it somewhere, but I just gotta ask you about it. You don't have to tell yeah. me lines. Okay. Tell me about Miami and Florida State. And I mean, is this the Florida State team that we're used to seeing back in the old days? Is this going to be a – is Miami in for a lot of trouble here? I think so. Now, it's a little bit different. They've only turned the ball over Florida State five times in nine games. Jordan Travis takes care of the ball. Throwing the football, if he has to, he'll run. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of NFL quarterback he's going to be. It's tough to tell as far as uh, you know his, his arm strength, but – um, I, I think they're going to be up against it will be Miami. Miami, Mario Cristobal, got to be one of the worst in-game coaches I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, maybe the, the worst coach. No, I think Mario's worse. Rich Kotai. Back in like, <laughs> Brad, Eddie, Brad, do you know who Rich Kotai is? No clue. He was the, Well, he was with the Eagles at first, and then he got fired there. He was the coach for the New York Jets in 1996 when they went 1 and wow. 15. If this guy called a play, it would always turn into a disaster. He made the worst end game decisions. Man, he went oh, for man. the field goal and get blocked. He, he went for it on fourth down. Um, they turned the ball over. The guy was awful. So Mario, I think, is even worse. I think the Miami kids are going to play hard here. But talk about Florida State. Turning the ball over just five times in nine games. Miami's turned it over 16 times in the last five games here. Mm. I like Florida State. I hate to say it, 34-13. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking that it sounded like it's going to be a romp right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, uh, some other games this weekend. Bucky's high on Oklahoma, Lee. I mean, the Sooners have lost two in a row, and they went from playoff conversations, and now they're not even going to win the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma at home looking for some redemption. They are taking on West Virginia, the Sooners' 13-point favorites. How do you see this one playing out? Bucky, did you just, like, watch maybe, like, the, the, the musical Oklahoma or something? What do you like? <laughs> what What's there to like in Oklahoma? They, got, nothing. they have nothing. They're dead. They have nothing to play for. They can't get a key stop. They, I mean, the play calling and – the offense in key situations can't come up with a key first down. I think they're dead. I think West Virginia. How about this? Oklahoma six and two. West Virginia should be seven and two if they didn't have that hail mary against them against Houston. Oh. I think they're they figured it out. They're playing for their coach. I like the unselfishness, and I think that they found a quarterback. This kid right now, running and throwing the football. I think he's even better than Will Greer was. Will Greer couldn't run. So he's playing at a high level here. What's incredible, there's some teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma State and Kansas. Great coaching jobs here. I I think that West Virginia is going to pull the shocker of the weekend. West Virginia 34-28 over Oklahoma. All right. Long team favorite. Long team favorite. Wow. All right. The the next one, Lee, Kansas right now is is hot right now. They're playing a Texas Tech team that – Nobody knows what to think. I mean, obviously the championship is not going through Lubbock anytime mm-hmm. soon, you know, for, for coach. But Kansas is a three-point favorite at home. I think they're playing the best ball that they played maybe in two years. I, yeah. This is a group that's that's got it going without their their starting quarterback who 
he's not playing the rest of the year. I've said that from the get-go. That's it. He Whatever injury he has is enough to keep him out for a season. So what do you think about this game? Jason Bean right now, he's the guy. Only Texas has held this offense down. So I think that he's playing at a high level. I think his team believes in him here. He can make all the throws. And when he runs, I mean, it looks like he has like 4-4 four, four speed. He just takes off and, and moves away from people. The defense quietly starting to figure it out. It's been, you know, their weakness for since probably the 1970s or 80s. But uh, they're playing at a high level, getting an occasional stop. In fact, six of the last nine opponents have not been able to score above 27 points here. How is Tech on the road? Awful. Two and 14 straight up in their last 16 road games since 2019. In fact, just six and 10 against the spread here. They're minus six in turnover ratio here. They're going to turn over the ball two, maybe three times here. I like Kansas here, 38 28. Wow. All right. The Jayhawks over Texas Tech. Another confusing line, Lee. Oklahoma State, they're playing some damn good ball as of late. They've won five straight. They're tied for first in the Big 12 with Texas. Uh, they're coming off that OU win, yet they're only two-point favorites against a UCF team that just won its first Big 12 game last week. What uh, I guess Vegas thinks this could be a trap game or a hangover game. What do you think? I think they think it's a combination here, but they're coached well. I mean, these kids just came together. Can they play as high a level as last week? No, but they may not have to. Uh, this UCF team, uh, 109th in team defense here. They've got a real good running back in Harvey, four straight 100-yard games. But uh, the kid they got at running back, I think, is even better than what UCF has. I mean, the bounce house, you know, people talk. At one time, it was a nice advantage, but they lost some key players on defense and also on the offensive line the transfer portal before the year. They just don't have the depth, does UCF. And their quarterback playing with a leg brace. He's not 100%, can't run like he normally does. We'll keep riding Oklahoma State here, 31-24. to 24. Good call there, Lee. Uh, the next game, everybody will be glued to this one, especially here. Texas yep. minus 10 at TCU. You know, Quinn Ewers is back. That's, that's going to be big for Texas. Malik Murphy did what he needed to do as a backup, and he won both games. As, as, the, as the starter. I mean, he wasn't great, but they won. And now with Quinn Ewers, this game is – TCU has kind of owned Texas, Lee. Yep. Do they own them? Do they continue to own them on Saturday? Mur Murphy, I mean, like you said, did a serviceable job, and they won the game. There was a couple throws. There was a couple times to start the game where I'm like, wow, he is on fire. And then inexplicably, he would lose it. I mean, he's throwing the ball. Guys, feet wide, left or right. Uh, I don't understand it. Um, I don't think it's physical. I think maybe down the road the the green light might come on for the kid. But Quinn Ewers coming back is huge for this team. They should have been up 30 to nothing first half last week. And yeah. you got to, if you want to be a championship team, you look at the teams the last couple of years that win it all, the Georgias, the Alabamas, you know, the teams when they're great, the USC's when they were amazing, um, they would shut the door on teams. So we've yet to see that. But TCU doesn't do any one thing that well. And I don't think they're going to be able to get enough stop, stops here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. I like Texas here, 41-28. There we go. Texas, I love it. I love it. All right, one NFL game to get to yep. here, Lee. Uh, the Houston Texans, man. I mean, this C.J. Stroud kid is the real deal, isn't he? And 
He'll get another test, a big test this weekend in the jungle against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. The Bengals touchdown favorites at home. Any chance the Texans can stay hot and C.J. Stroud can keep doing what he's been doing? Well, he's going to have to do it alone. I mean, the running game, just 3.1 yards per carry. He looked so good. He was looking off the defense uh, the whole day long. 470 yards. He ended up eclipsing Mark Bulger's rookie record. I had totally forgot about that guy. So <laughs> uh, thank God he's erased from the record books. So never want to hear his name again. I, I mean, I do a show in Charlotte, and every single day I listen to some of their sports talk. Boy, did they make a mistake. Not only oh. drafting Bryce Young, giving up the Pirates booty, what they did to get him. So, I mean, they're going to probably have the number one pick, and the Bears are going to get it. So, C.J. Stroud looks great, but they've got 15 guys listed as questionable for this game. Now, I know that Chase and also uh, Higgins, these two guys are listed as questionable, but I think they're going to find a way to play. And, I mean, when, when Joe Burrow's hot, he can have Tim Irwin at, at receiver. You know, he'll catch eight, eight or ten balls. I'd rather have um, my quarterback and missing two receivers than having everyone healthy except for your quarterback. So, uh, on top of that, Houston's without Farber and their best kicker. He's out with a quad injury. They signed a kid um, who's two for seven from 40 to 50 yards. And uh, they might need a better kicker here in key situations. They want to cover this game here. I like Cincinnati. Uh, lay the, it's down to six and a half because of the injury to the two receivers. Take Cincy. Uh, I think they win and cover 34-23. All right, Lee. And the free play of the weekend, the Cowboys and the Giants. If folks want to get that one and get all of your picks this weekend, where can they find you? First, let me ask you a question. I, I saw that Texas is playing a big basketball classic up in New York City. Are you, you guys yeah. see that? Yeah, in uh, I think next weekend. Yeah, no, I saw that. I'm going to be up there, so I'm going to I'm going to be at those games, um, Brad. You know, maybe uh, you know the couple days before you like those road trips. I think it's Texas. Uh, I think the first game they play Louisville. Yes. So, yep. and then probably playing UConn after. It sounds like another road trip for you. Oh, it might have to be. Is it what next yeah. Saturday is the first? No, no, game? no. Sunday and Monday. Oh. So, how about that Sunday and Monday? So you meet me up there. How about okay. this, Brad? My daughter, Brooke, has a couple real cute friends, you know. Uh, oh, that's all you needed to say. Yeah, there we go, Brad. Um, you know, mom, your mom put a lot of pressure on me. Oh, so, man. So uh, you want you want some, some cuties that uh, like sports? Mm, I think we have uh, we have the answer for you. So you next it's Sunday and Monday up, up in New York City, uh, I don't know, might have to do something about that mustache. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to work here. <laughs> I know uh, this, Lee, if he can find a way to get to the Rangers game in Phoenix, yeah. Arizona, I'm sure he can get to New York City. Oh, oh cheap flights. I mean, there's uh, you jump on a spirit, just jump on the wing there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's because that's what everybody else is on that. We're on the other wing. Frontier. Do they have, do they have spirit in Frontier in Austin? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm. That's 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 right up your alley there, Brad. So. Meet you there next Sunday uh, and Monday for those games. And uh, we have a game of the week, Dallas and the Giants. Anyone wants to get it for free, be one of the first five callers. Um, 800-400-9741. Give it to them for free. And uh, uh, we're ready to go. First ever, 240 to 50-unit plays. Never had this before in one weekend. You want to get involved. Those two plays plus five other big plays 
Just one place, ParamountSports.com. And uh, it's not November, right, Lee? It's Dovember. That's it. That's it. Cash in, ParamountSports.com. Lee, you are the man. I'll, I'll be in contact about that New York trip. You've, uh, okay. you've piqued my interest, my man. We will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take okay. care, Lee. Be safe. See you, guys. Have a good there one. Goes. The great Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. And, of course, the Paramount Sports segment is brought to you by Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, Austin's oldest family-owned and operated business of any kind. Bill Cohen, we were talking about him earlier. They go support this guy. He's an Aggie. He's hurting right now. His team stinks. <laughs> he needs your help. He's you're also gonna the need, yeah, gonna, He's going to need the cash so he can hit, be a part of the buyout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's going to pay Jimbo to go coach somewhere else. Bill's the fourth-generation jeweler slash gemologist in his family's 140-year-old business, and the holiday season is right around the corner. Bill and his team are loading up the cases for the holidays. And how about this? If you mention Texas Sports Unfiltered, you're going to get an extra 10% off your purchase. There you go. That's right. So take care of your loved one this holiday season at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, and they're even going to gift wrap it for you. You don't have to worry about that. They're going to make you look like a hero. So your missus, your girlfriend, your fiance, hell, if you want to get your mom something nice, make it happen at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers. They are the best. You don't need to know diamonds or jewelry or anything. You just need to know Bill, and you need to know the team at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers. They're right there downtown sixth and congress and they've got free parking free parking in downtown austin that's like bigfoot that's sasquatch that's that's a myth well not for them joe cohen and son jewelers shout out to them they bring you the paramount sports segment every single friday make sure you go to paramountsports.com to get lease picks but once again get ready for the holiday season that holiday shopping done early. You're you're an early holiday shopper, right? I am. I try to I try to get everything in before Thanksgiving. All my my I I'm still doing that. I'm still gathering stuff and getting all the grandkids and everybody's gifts before the before Thanksgiving. That's what I do. Yep. Well, you can do that too at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers. If, uh, yeah, avoid the holiday rush, but you can get that 10% right now. All you have to do is mention Texas Sports Unfiltered, and they are going to once again make you the hero of the holiday season Love right. interesting. interesting stuff there okay so do you do you change your mind on oklahoma after hearing what lee had to say that doesn't scare me you know lee's that's the best five, handicapper in the world right now I know, and that's you're, still a five thousand unit play okay you watch it look a little lefty quarterback will be right out scooting out the front gate again against his west virginia defense they're gonna get mauled yeah, um, I, I, like, I don't think Oklahoma wins a close game tomorrow. I think it's either OU blows out West Virginia. Or they don't right, show up. Or they or just they don't, don't show up and lease right, right? Like, I, I don't think yeah. this is Oklahoma by a touchdown. I think this is either Oklahoma by three touchdowns or it's West Virginia going into Norman and finding a victory. Because you're right. Like, Lee's right, man. West Virginia, if they don't have that Hail Mary collapse against Houston – they're tied for first place with Texas and Oklahoma State right now. There they then, are. You're right. And then we're talking about tiebreakers a little bit because Texas obviously does not play West Virginia this year. So we might be talking about a situation where the Longhorns don't control their own destiny. Uh, thankfully, a miracle happened in H-Town on that Thursday night, and Houston had the Hail Mary, so you don't have to worry too much about that. But now this West Virginia team, I think they were picked to finish last or second to last in the league this year. Well, they Everybody found a quarterback thought, for sure. I mean, they probably would have fired Neil Brown last offseason, but his buyout was too big. So they kept him, 
But I think most people are like, oh, he's a dead coach walking. Like, uh, he might not even survive the season, let alone. I didn't think he was going to. Yeah, let alone be here in 2024. And now West Virginia is 6-3. and three. Uh, Yeah, they're a miracle away from being 7-2 and two and tied for first place in the Big 12. And, hell, they probably would be ranked if they hadn't uh, slipped up down in H-Town. So, uh, yeah, West Virginia, a solid team. And we'll see where Oklahoma's motivation is. Oklahoma's better than West Virginia. I'm not arguing against that. But uh, after two straight losses – the fact that OU went from playoff conversation to they're probably not even going to make the Big 12 championship anymore. They need uh, another T-shirt for this week. Uh, you think they're going to make a T-shirt for beating West Virginia? Yes. What is it going to say? Uh, West Virginia fears Oklahoma. We fear three-game losing streaks, so we made wow. sure to win. Wow, with the, with the coach with a fire hose in his face, in his ear. Uh, you want to you hear that again? I got to hear that. How, does, how do you do that, coach? Oh, it's, me and Mark, it's me and Mark Honig. <laughs> is, that, is that you and Honig tonight for the Lake Travis oh, game? Lake Travis Vandergrift tonight. Look there you out. go. That's that's probably a Vandergrift I get, to win. I get. Or I got just. I got a good chance to see a, a kid that I recruited for Texas, Mike Adams. His two sons are the quarterback and wide receiver at Vandergrift. So he mm-hmm. was a fantastic player at Texas. So to get to see his kid now to see his kids play. Is, is unbelievable. It just shows you how old I am. Yeah, you are old. Sure. Yes, yep. I am. Should be a good game. Vandergrift has yes. been playing some damn good football this year, and I think everybody knows what Lake Travis has done over the years. They're a power pretty much every year here in Central Texas. Uh, sorry, this is what you were looking for. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And so That blowing and going thing, I don't know all that, Coach, but yeah, he's, your he's team is blowing. Been- They've been blowing the last two weeks for sure. Yeah, the wow. They've been blowing games, right? Uh, a heartbreaking yeah. loss against Kansas and a heartbreaking loss in the final bedlam ever. And uh, uh, my heart's perfectly fine. No, no broken hearts down here in Austin, Texas, USA, America. No. I could tell you that. All right, before we talk some NFL, because I do want to get your thoughts on Cowboys-Giants, and I want to get your thoughts on Texans-Bengals a little bit. Um, how about a word for covert? PK. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow, as a matter of fact, for the pregame show. What time will I be there? Four. Four o'clock. I will be there for the game for tomorrow night. I'll be doing the I'll be doing the pregame show with Trey Elling the third, mm-hmm. my doctor. That is yeah. great. That's okay. But the Cobra family, since 1909, the Cobra family has been serving Central Texas with cars, trucks, and SUVs. And folks, they've got Covert Ford and Chevy and Huddle, also Covert Lincoln and Ford, of course, in Austin. And they've got 42 acres of beautiful, beautiful, unbelievable, pristine. It's just, it's beautiful where this dealership is out here. And there's 42 acres, seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep. And of course, they've got that Ram out there just for you. And the service bays and the service department, but they're incredible engineers, not, I mean, engineers and technicians out there. They're not just service people. They do a fantastic job. And the Covert family, well, they would love for you to come out there and buy one of those cars, trucks, or SUVs. Check out the Jeep. BK was driving one of those Jeeps this week. And I'll tell you, they are magnificent. They're going to be doing their own brand here shortly, their own unique brand of of Jeep that uh, the Coverts are going to put out. For more information, go to CovertBeeCave.com. Find out about the daily sales and the weekly sales that they have out there in Bee Cave, Texas there. And, folks, say hello to Dan. Say hello to Mike. Say hello to Stacy, Jerome, the whole gang. And nobody beats that covert deal. Not now, not ever. 
I'm going to give out Dan's cell number once You're again. You're going to do it again? Yeah, he wants people to call him. He wants people to text him. He wants people Wake to reach out. ass up. Yep, yep, absolutely. He's ready to wheel. He's ready to deal. He can also talk some Texas football with you as well. Dan is the man. 512-993-7628. That's Dan Covert's number. And if he gets mad at you for calling him, blame Bucky. Don't blame me for this one. I don't want any part of that thing right there. All right. Um, a quick shout out to greatblueheronfurniture.com as well. If you're looking for a brand new couch, a new recliner, ottoman, chairs, bar stools, all of the above, look no further than greatblueheronfurniture.com, a custom leather furniture company that started all the way back in 1991. I didn't get started until 1994. Great Blue Heron Furniture Company, they've been around longer than I've been alive, and they make just gorgeous furniture. I'm telling you, this stuff is beautiful if you don't believe me well if you're watching on youtube there is a link in the video description below that will take you to our texas sports unfiltered collection at greatblueheronfurniture.com and see the stuff for yourself this stuff is gorgeous it's also really comfortable and perhaps most importantly it's well built oh, this yeah. stuff is built to last for decades not just for a couple of years and you're gonna have to go buy another couch here in a little bit no this stuff is going to be with you for a long time long time you cannot find more stylish more comfortable and more well-built furniture anywhere in the world and hey how about a discount code if you use the promo code hook'em you're gonna get 15 percent off we're just giving people free money today aren't we 15 percent off greatblueheronfurniture.com if you just type in the code hook'em at checkout and also a free last stand hat i'm gonna throw one of those in there there you if, go well uh, if you buy something from greatblueheronfurniture.com simple as that BK, tell them about Olipop and tell them what tell me what I need to do. Change up the page with just the grape. Where where should I go from grape? If I like the flavor of grape, what is my next? You know I like Coca, you know, I have liked Coca-Cola before, so I need to know what my next choice is besides the grape. I get hooked on something and I can stay now. There's cherry also, correct? There is a cherry cola flavor. Oh. There is a vintage cola flavor that tastes just like Coke. I'm gonna go you, vintage vintage. Okay. You're a root beer guy? Not really. Uh, nah. They've got a root beer. They've got strawberry vanilla. Ooh. They've got like an orange cream that kind of tastes That's like the one right there. That's it. Cream sickle. Yeah. Those are uh those are hard to find. You can find them online at olipop.com. And there is a promo code. Okay. Do, do I know the promo code? No, you don't, but that's all right. That's the code. You'll have it by Monday. Hold on. We'll see if I can find it on the spot. While well, I tell you all about Olipop, this stuff is legit. The buck is hooked. Chip Brown is hooked. Trey is hooked. I'm hooked. Uh, I keep getting more and more texts and tweets from you people saying that y'all are hooked. Even those well. people? Even those people, man. This stuff is legit. It's great tasting soda that's actually good for you. Yeah, I didn't think it was possible either. I hate healthy shit because it tastes like shit. <laughs> well, not the case with... Ollie pop and here, here's the promo code we got okay. it texas 20 that's it texas 20 and it's i think 20 percent off maybe 20 bucks off if you buy a bunch there it's you a, go it's a great deal so they have it at heb or target or walmart or costco or whole foods wherever you buy your groceries you can get Olipop. but uh, if you want to buy some online and get a discount code texas 20 type that in at checkout i'm going to keep remembering to mention that and you're going to get hooked up with uh some cheap Olipop. Yeah, hook up a veteran, will you? Hook up hook up right? with a veteran? 
hook a veteran up for some of that Olipop. Uh, yes, veterans or even non-veterans can get in on this uh, Olipop deal. But hey, thanks again to our veterans here as mm-hmm. we, uh, we get to Veterans Day weekend. Uh, I guess if you want to hook up with a veteran, you know, you can do that too. That's show your true. Show your love and support to our vets by uh, hooking up with them. <laughs> this weekend. Oh my goodness. That's I the bet the veterans, yeah. they appreciate that. Oh, I'm they sure they do. appreciate that for sure. I'm sure they do. Buck, uh, Cowboys and Giants. The Cowboys are 17-point favorites against the G-Men this Sunday. Of course, no Daniel Jones. He's out for the season after tearing an ACL last weekend. Tyrod Taylor is still out. So the Giants are down to their third-string quarterback. And it's the guy who's slinging sandwiches in those Jersey Mike's commercials, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito? Dan DeVito? Dan DeVito. No, actually, it's Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito is the starter. I thought they got – they did cut him at first, I believe, and then brought him back. Yeah. Wow. Guy is – Good luck, guy. Undrafted. Micah Parsons coming down your throat all day. Yeah, look, the Cowboys – I don't think the Cowboys would care if Daniel Jones was playing quarterback. The Cowboys have beaten the Giants 11 times in a row. Uh, So they would have been big favorites at home against the Giants regardless – but, yeah, when you're talking about being down to your third-string quarterback and the Cowboys wow. coming off of a frustrating loss against Philadelphia, uh, I don't – like 17 is so many points for an NFL game. But, man, I, I see why the line is where it is right now, don't you? That dude is going to have – he's going to get sacked, fumble at least twice. He's going to throw at least two more picks. And that team is – that have they thrown in the towel? You'll find out if they've thrown in the towel against the Cowboys. You know? Yep. Tommy DeVito about to be the first rookie free agent quarterback to ever start for the New York Giants. And once again, like Daniel Jones played the first game between these two teams. It was the season opener on Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys won 40 to nothing. Okay, that was with the Giants being fully healthy. They're obviously not fully healthy right now. And that game was in Jersey. Uh, This game is in Arlington. So not not a lot seemingly going for the Giants, not a lot giving them a chance to win either. Yeah, I, I think the most they can score is probably nine points. So maybe they'll fall into one. You know, okay. Tony Pollard's liable to drop a deuce or something. Who knows with that guy right now? They should be able to do anything they want. They'll be able to run the ball. They'll get their run game back to the way they want to. Dak will continue to to find C.D. Lamb and his, and his tight ends. And Tobert, of course, his other great receiver that he throws to. But they should have a field date. I mean, this 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 score should be in the high 30s for them. You would think. Yep. Frank Reynolds playing quarterback for the Giants this weekend, or the wow. guy in taxi playing quarterback for the Giants this weekend. Hey, Cowboys, don't overlook anybody. You lost to Arizona this year. Like, that was bad. Everyone thought the Cowboys were going to win that. They were huge favorites in the desert, and they lost that game outright. So, By the way, speaking of Arizona, Kyler's coming back. Yep, the little guy. Little guy, yes, sir. Mm. He's gonna be running around. I, I I saw him practicing without a brace on. Is that little dude playing without a brace? <laughs> Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. I mean, he's gotta be. He's gotta wear like at least a sleeve. I saw him out there running around without a sleeve, without anything on that knee. Wait, like it was brand got, new. We got video of Kyler Murray. Oh no, he's leaving State Farm Stadium to go to GameStop to buy the yeah. new Call of Duty. That's not right. That's just wrong. Get out of the clown car, Kyler. He's back. Yep. 
Uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals hosting Atlanta this weekend. We'll see if Bijan Robinson actually plays, or if the they Falcons let him play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Arizona one and eight. Of course, their one win coming against the Cowboys, and maybe the most confusing result of the NFL season to this point. Uh, but yeah, Kyler Murray is back for the Cardinals, and hopefully, the Cowboys don't let that history repeat itself. We wow. talked about we talked about it for a moment, but Texans Bengals. Cincinnati a little bit banged up. The Texans are too. They've been banged up all year. I mean, what C.J. Stroud is doing is incredibly impressive for a million different reasons. Uh, the Texans' offensive line is more injured than any other offensive line in football. And they're holding up well. And they're holding up, and C.J. Stroud is obviously doing his thing. Uh, the Texans can't run the football, as our man Lee Sterling said, and C.J. Stroud is still doing what he's doing. This this is a big one, man. Like Obviously, what Stroud did last week was impressive, but it was against a, a, a bad Tampa Bay team. Now you're going up against a team that played in the Super Bowl two years ago, a team that played in the AFC Championship game last year, a Cincinnati team that's won four games in a row, and they've got an MVP candidate at quarterback. This is a different animal, no pun intended, going up to play the Bengals. Any chance the Texans can uh, send a message to the football world that, hey, we're not just building for the future. We're actually ready to start competing right now. Well, I can see that both the wide receivers don't play, but one of the two is playing. Somebody, somebody's coming out of that deal. Somebody's going to be a greedy wide receiver and say, okay, if he's not playing, I'm going to suck it up and play and give me a bunch of catches today. You know, one of the two will play, I believe. I don't think Chase is ready to go yet. I I just don't think he's the guy that's ready to go. What is T. Higgins? What has he got? A a little hamstring? Yeah, T. Higgins is dealing with a hamstring injury. I I don't think he's going to play. Like Rappaport had a report yesterday. It's the other way around and Chase is ready to go. Yeah, Higgins is expected to miss this game. So, uh, good news. By the way, I think Texans fans would like to have T. Higgins on their team next year. He's a free agent after this season, and he's going to get paid a lot of money. Texans will have a lot of money to spend. So, I know Texans fans are hoping for that to happen. But, uh, yeah, an opportunity here. I mean, what what C.J. Stroud's done has been ridiculous. 14 touchdowns to one interception this season. Statistically, he's been better than Joe Burrow. I don't know if anybody thinks he's better than Joe Burrow right now, but to this point this season, statistically speaking, he has been uh, a chance to not only be like the best rookie quarterback in the NFL, but to show that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league if he can outduel Joe Cool. Oh, there's no doubt about that if he can if he can win that game. But I don't know if they can win. I just don't know if they can win that game. I don't the the experience of that that Texans team com, compared to Cincinnati. It looked like Cincinnati's hitting their stride now. I know that the, the injuries come into play. By the way, Joe Mixon can run the ball, too. They can run the football. Mm-hmm. Then they will run the ball, and the Texans can't run the ball. Right, exactly. Yeah, which Joe is Mixon a surprise. Can. Well, it not shouldn't be a surprise that you had that many offensive linemen hurt. But. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Damian Pierce was really good as a rookie last year, um, and the Texans' offensive line wasn't that great, and Damian Pierce was able to make some things happen. Yeah, he's not making those things happen this year. No, nah, he doesn't look like the same player, but I think most of it does have to do with the offensive line. But uh, and a lot yeah. of those guys are playing close to the line of scrimmage to stop him yep. because they're giving up a lot to this young quarterback because they still don't believe he's really doing those things. Yep. Texans have won four of their last six. They've already surpassed their season-long win total from a year ago. Uh, impressive what D'Amico Ryans is doing in his first year down in H-Town. Uh, other thoughts on some big college games, Buck? Michigan, Penn State, we're still – awaiting word on if something's going to happen to Jim Harbaugh before this game. There's a possibility. They don't leave. They don't leave to go to happy Valentine like three o'clock today. So there's a lot of stuff early afternoon that's going to come down. 
and the commissioner may give them the call and say, uh, Coach, you need to stay home. That's going to be the wording. You need to stay home. You think there's a chance that that actually happens? I think there's a chance that that's going to happen because I don't. I think there. if it happens, it's going to happen for just – it's not going to happen for the Ohio State game. They're going to find a way to get that thing in court or whatever, and, and Harbaugh is going to coach against Ohio State. But I don't know if they'll need it against Penn State. You know, they're What's just the big so going to say, are they going to say, you know, Harbaugh, you're suspended because you're guilty? notice. Well, because you're guilty or is it going to be you're suspended because we're still investigating whether or not you're guilty and we don't think it's right that you're coaching right now. You're guilty in, until you prove innocent. That's what it is. That's what they're going to say. Yes. Yeah. Michigan will love that. I'm sure they won't react in any sort of way. Oh, they're gonna, their lawyers are going to react to that for sure. Yeah, I, I I wonder what's going to happen, man. Michigan, a four-point favorite. I think they can win that game without Harbaugh. You know, I wonder. This is right, like, how does Michigan respond? Well, like, this Jim Harbaugh story has been a thing for the last few weeks, and Michigan's been rolling teams just like they were before this story sure. became a story. Uh, but obviously, this is the first real good team that Michigan has played this season. So how do they respond? Are, are they like – well, man, we're lost without our coach or all oh, this stuff is too big and we can't block it out. Or is this a uh, kind of a rallying cry? Oh, like, they'll bubble everyone, everyone thinks we suck. Everyone thinks we're only good because we're cheating. Uh, let's show people that now we actually still are one of the best teams in college football. It is an advantage, but that defense is just filled with monsters and it's Penn state's not running the ball like they did last year. They will slam dunk those dudes. And especially on that turf. I mean, it, it'll be, It'll be nasty up there this weekend. I don't I don't like it for Penn State still with a young quarterback that when he gets pressured in his face, and they will pressure him. And, and you know, Penn State's got those two NFL type of uh, offensive linemen, but they still haven't been able to run the ball like they were, like they used to. Yeah. And Michigan is going to run the football. Yeah, they will. They always do. And these are two of the best defenses in the country, right? I know – People have been dunking on Penn State for what happened in Columbus a few weeks ago. Uh, their defense was fine in that game. They just couldn't yeah. move the ball. So Drew Allard, the uh, young quarterback for Penn State, obviously going to have to play better against Michigan than he did against Ohio State for Penn State to have a chance to win. Good news for the Nittany Lions. Of course, this game is at home. The Ohio State game was on the road. This this stat blows my mind, Buck. Michigan's played nine games this season. They're 9-0. and That's not the stat. Everyone knew that one. No team has taken a single snap inside Michigan's 10-yard line this season. They have played nine games. They have not allowed an opposing offense to take a snap inside the 10. There have been zero goal-to-go situations against the Wolverines wow. all year. How, how, like, if you do that for one game... They're, cheat. they're cheaters. Yeah, well, I guess that might be the way to explain it. But even if you are cheating, dude... Even if you do know what the other team is doing, that's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to kick a fumble down there to the three or something. Somebody's going to drop one. Yeah. You know, the receiver will catch one and then drop it at the three-yard line for a fumble, and you got to take it in. It's not even happened. That, none of that stuff happens to them. Oh, 6.7 points per game allowed. Leaders are champions. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they are cheating. That's that's probably explains why they're uh, as good as they are this year. But they still have a ton of talent. McCarthy has developed into a great quarterback, the best quarterback of the Jim Harbaugh era up there for sure. And uh, yeah, it's a complete team. It is a complete team. And I, I just don't know what they. I don't. I just don't know what a, a brand new commissioner coming into the Big Ten, and and folks are saying this guy doesn't give a rat's ass. He's just 
He's going to do what he thinks is right for the entire, you know, the entire conference. Not about Michigan, but Michigan, boy, they got some powerful alums, you know, obviously yeah. there. And you as the first year commissioner, I mean, I know you like to keep your gig, but they can start, you know, tightening things, tightening screws on you as time goes on. But that that's that conference is about to get an awful lot of money. It's about to take on a couple big time teams. And he wants to prove he's in control there, it sounds like. Tough situation, man. Really. I mean, it's an unenviable spot that uh, Titty is in. What's his name? Titties. 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 Or whatever you call them. For Titty. Titos. Titos. Or is it Titus? I don't think it's Titus. Fertiti. Petiti. Tony Petiti. Tony Petiti. Petiti. Is that it? Yeah, Petiti. Uh, whatever it's it's a tough situation for him because oh he makes enough cash you got to make that decision whatever the, hey you will make any decision you make will be okay right yeah and, and then you're gonna piss somebody off right like you're if you punish michigan you're gonna piss them off and the other 13 teams are gonna be happy don't which, piss off the other 13 but then you know michigan's gonna sue uh, I don't know if the other schools will all sue if you don't punish michigan you think even michigan state michigan. will sue too well, they don't do anything wrong, so of course. <laughs> They've got nothing to worry about in-house, so they'll be mad at Michigan. Uh, one other top 10 game in college football tomorrow. Night game on ESPN, number nine Ole Miss at number two Georgia. You give the Rebs any chance here? I think this is the one. This is this is that statement game by Georgia to say, that okay, even without our tight end, here's what we're going to do to Lane – Kiffin, this is what this is what we're going to do to Joey Freshwater and his group. They're going to try to run the ball. They're going to use what's his name, Dart, and try to get the ball down the field. They, this is this is a this is a I think a mauling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Georgia's an eleven point favorite. The game oh, yeah. in Athens. You're taking uh, Georgia with the points. Oh yeah, yeah. Lane Kiffin has done a lot of really really good things at Ole Miss, and I feel like people aren't talking about Ole Miss at all. They're they're eight and one. With a, a loss to Alabama, like that's ain't, ain't a whole lot of shame in that. But Lane Kiffin in big games has not been great in his career. Uh, oh, this was from last year. I couldn't find the stat from this year, but seven and twenty-one as a head coach against ranked teams. That was last year. I think his record's even worse than that this year. So big games have not been his forte. This is obviously a big game. Georgia doesn't lose anywhere, but they really don't lose at their place. So hey, if you're a Texas fan, you're rooting for Ole Miss. You're rooting for Ole Miss. Yeah. You're rooting for Utah. You're rooting for Miami. You're rooting for Bama. For Penn State. You're rooting for Bama, of course, to keep winning. But you're uh, you're doing a lot of rooting against this weekend, too. Yeah, you know what? And that, that one game, Bama going to Kentucky. Bama is on a roll right now. Kentucky's not – they don't have Will Levitz playing quarterback any longer. That could be another, you know, showcase game for Bama to start, you know, showing that they're ready to go and trying to get into the playoffs, too. Yeah. Yeah, Bama's playing some damn good football, and Jalen Milrow had four rushing touchdowns last week in that victory over LSU. Uh, Yeah, Alabama's got its offense figured out. It took Tommy Reese and company a while to get things going, but they have gotten things going. And, uh, yeah, you know, an interesting one at Kentucky, but Alabama an 11-point favorite. I think most people are agreeing with you. They think uh, the Crimson Tide are going to roll tomorrow. Um any other big games? Oklahoma State. Was that your thousand? What was your thousand unit play? You gave us your two five thousand unit plays, but you had a thousand unit play yesterday as well because you're trying to get back to even, right? Well, I liked Oklahoma State. I like that. I like the I like the Oklahomas this week, okay. but I do like that Kansas. I like 
Kansas is hot right now. Don't do that to me, man. What have I done? I'm to sorry. You? Kansas is hot. Please let's take let's it. go. Let's go ahead and make three five thousand unit plays. No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah. we're, we're out of time. We can't do that. We can't even give. We can't even give Kansas one, even though I like them an awful lot. I like K State. I love the Big Twelve this week. I love K State too. Take K State as your five thousand unit play. All right. All right, K State. That's right. I'll take them. Thank you very much. Who are they playing? Baylor. Oh no, not Waco High. Twenty-one points. You're taking K State. Twenty-one. Yes, of course. Okay. All right. So three five thousand unit plays. Yes. Yes. OU, K State, and Boston College. Yes. And anybody playing? Anybody playing Syracuse? Anybody? Yeah. Shoot. Well, you want me to look that way? You want to go four of these? It's It's Pitt. You want four 5,000-unit plays? Let's go ahead and throw Pitt in there. It's minus three at Syracuse. Yeah, that's right. I'll take Pitt. All right, the Bucks down 11,000. He could be down 31,000, or he could be up, I guess. Happy holidays. Happy holidays from the Buck. There it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, make sure, uh, make, parlay, parlay. make sure you're nice to your family members because you're going to need to be crashing on one of their couches after this weekend. So call Go your cousins. Play. That's right. Remember, anybody playing Syracuse. Anybody playing Syracuse. Yeah, hasn't been a bad strategy. All right, we're out of time. Quick shout out to Woods Comfort Systems. If the heat's kicking back on over the next couple of days and it ain't kicking on the way that it should, call our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. They are going to take care of you. They've been around for 60 years here in the central Texas area, and they will make sure your AC unit, your heater, and plumbing. They also do plumbing as well. Any yeah. HVAC or plumbing issues you have, hit up our friends at Woods Comfort Systems, and they your will take sink, care of you. Your sink's still dripping? Taken care of. It was it, a leak. I didn't see was? where the leak was coming from, but it was a leak. So, In the dishwasher? No. Yeah, my guy Jose took care of uh Oh, your friend Jose. My friend Jose. Oh, he comes over for dinner often like my friend Javier. Nah, this guy doesn't get invited to dinner. He come he, on, man. I, I request him online. There- <laughs> he shows up for me to clean my pipes. There Whoa. you go. Good job there, Jose. Whoa. Hey, let's bring on let's bring on the birthday boy. <laughs> Happy birthday to the Marines. Happy birthday think, to the Marines, Wags. I think in tune means it's happy birthday to our man, Wags, as well. 248 years old, boys. Man, wow. You don't, look, you don't look a day over 48, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's a lot of that uh, It's a lot of that sun and sand and blood that we just wipe on our face a lot, I guess, right? How are you guys doing, man? Happy Veterans or happy Marine Corps birthday to everybody out there. And we do observe Veterans Day today, of course. It is a 48-hour bender that most of our armed service Marines will be going on. And if they yeah. don't, you will do it for them. I'm, I'm going to do it for them. I will be there. I will be there in spirit. That's for sure. You're oh. muted, Rodney. I told him he had to have a drinking hand for this program today. So I, I don't know if he does or not. I got a haircut. Is that a <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, that's the good. same. Uh, um, so so i'm curious you guys with with this whole thing with with michigan with titty i keep hearing about the titties so uh if titty doesn't do anything with harbaugh is he going to be uh proclaimed the itty bitty titty oh no (laughs) had to go there boys had to go there he can't can't make it work i mean it's his first year first big gig like this he he's he'll lose this one but I, I'd rather make Michigan mad than the other 13 schools. Right. right. 
you know and that's just yeah. it, it 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 sounds like you know finally the big 10 has a commissioner that they all kind of like right now and he's trying yes. to stay on the good side he's trying to stay you know the fanboy right now right absolutely um, I, I don't see why you punish michigan entirely right you know punish the head coach of course i know that the head coach is an extension of the team i get that but you got to you got to think that the team had no idea that no, the sign stealing was not. going on. Yeah. And if you're the head coach, you don't want this to get out. You don't want this to leak. Oh, yeah. you guys are you guys are giving college no. kids too much no. credit. I, I don't I don't believe that, Wags. It's it's like, man, you you know the shit that's going on. I mean, come on. It's uh man, it, I like the conspiracy those, guys, you know. Oh, yeah, I like, those those dude, believe, the the quarterback, guy, the quarterback and I don't coach, buy that. Quarterback coach is telling the quarterbacks in their little meetings. Hey, we got these signs. We know that here's what we know about what they're doing. Hey, watch yeah, this film. Watch them. watch me film the other team. Here's what you're watching in the film room this week. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. they do about. Yeah, it. some creepo on the sideline over there. It's like, hey, Everybody that's my knows uncle. About it, that's guys. my <laughs> uncle over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those things. Hey, right, Bucky, boys, listen, you Bucky, guys, Bucky, Bucky. Yes, sir. You, you got a fun football game tonight, don't you? Yes, or I do. Ray uh, Travis one. and Van uh, Griffin. It should be fun. It'll, it'll He's be trying to go get ready for it right now. Yeah, I, well, I got to take at least two naps in between here, <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, that should be fun. You know, the the two stars over there are kids of the of Mike Adams, who I coached at Texas that I recruited from over in the Arlington area. So, love it. Their dad now has two sons, two twins that are playing at Vandergrift. So it'll be interesting. That's awesome. That's what it'll I'm talking good. about, man. Good Friday night. But I need my rest. But you know, I need my rest. I've got to. I've got to still about five ready. or six hours to get to sleep in there. Get that. Go, get pick, go pick your winners too, Buck. Take a tubby. All right, listen. Hey, smash. <laughs> Slam it down. There he goes. Real he quick, guys. Smash. Programming note as you get a nice view of Buck's crotch on his way out. Uh, ah. Fire the Cannon, a special edition of Fire the Cannon with Rocky and Megan is coming up after y'all. So they'll be on nice. from 11 to noon today. So uh, I'm letting you guys know right now because I haven't told the two of you, but I'm also uh, telling the people as well. So. Oh, we go. got Rocky Meg on right after us. That's for that's that's fantastic. All right, so we at yeah. least we know we're going to have a show after us because we know at least <laughs> they show up. At they show they up. Show yeah, up. they yeah. always they always yeah. show up. So y'all have a we're great like show. doctors. We're on call, ready to go, just in hey, case. So, so, that, so, that's wait, good. so you got a, you got a dripping. You got to fix your sink. You got something's dripping from your sink. Is that uh, is that um is that like innuendo or? Mm, the drip, dude, you better making a comeback, boys. I hope you the don't drip. get any mold, dude. The the, the real estate agent in, in me is coming out here, man. Uh, be careful down there with that wood stuff on the bottom. You get mold in there, dude. And Ronnie, that's really I'm talking about his pecker. I'm not talking about his wood. Oh, oh shit. No, there, there's, mold, there, there's mold down there, too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, it, it's all no there, there's plenty of mold <laughs> and crust and all that good stuff down there, man. Uh, no, it's <laughs> all that good stuff of, down there. Take it care of. Leaky pipe. We're all good. You Leaky guys are the best. Leaky pipe, baby. <laughs> Fix that drip. <laughs> <laughs>